You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur, bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur, all day blur Everything I do so blur, bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur, talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen, all through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge, flying like a super person Plus I got super friends, we be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek. Movies, TV, or news we talk about every week. Hey guys, if you don't recognize my voice, this is Michael. And today we have a very special episode of Blurred Vision. You know I have a co-host, his name is Jordan Barnett. Well, he couldn't make it today. Wait, what? You shut the fuck up, I didn't say. I told you not to say nothing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Anyway, we have a special guest here today because Jordan couldn't make it. Guys, we have the writer, creator, and director, well, kind of director, of the Power Rangers Unworthy fan film. Oh my God. His name is, I don't know, I need you, what's the stage name for you? Stage name? Yeah, you need, you need a stage name. <laughs> the Blurred Vision? No. I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll go with that. Jordy B, like Cardi B. But yeah, we got, we got special guest Jordy B here for an episode. Everybody give him a round of applause. First place winner of Power Morphicon. Stop. Power Rangers Unworthy. You're making me blush. <laughs> hey, guys. We're back. It's been two weeks. Did you miss us? Yeah. I missed us. I, I missed me, too. Okay. that's <laughs> You can see it yourself. <laughs> but, yeah, we had to take a break because I went to California for the Power Morphicon fan film contest, and Power Rangers Unworthy won. First place winner. First place. I cried, of course. <laughs> They had to Q&A, but I had to fight back tears because I had to talk to people in public. It was so embarrassing. So, Jordy B. Jordy B. <laughs> Tell us about your experience. Well, I lost, Power my, I lost my laptop at the very beginning of the trip. Well, so, that's, that's not a good thing. So well, let's talk about the good things. Well, that's why there's no freaking podcast last week, too. We promised a BVS freaking uh, drunk podcast, but that, that didn't happen. Sorry, guys. But, you know... Fortunately, I have a credit card, so I will have a laptop for this week's podcast for editing. So, will, will you? Well, we'll see. I might be if I'm a little late, then you guys know why. Because <laughs> I got to read down an audition. I got to freaking go my. I got. I got to rip music and bumpers from the previous podcast because all that stuff was on my last laptop. What do you? It's a whole ordeal. What do you use to edit? Adobe uh, Audition. I don't know what that is. Okay, well, <laughs> it's an audio editing program, but that's neither here nor there. If you guys haven't seen it, though, uh, Power Rangers Unworthy is on YouTube. Check it out. It's got 160,000 views as per this recording. I'm super stoked for that. Yes, yes, yes. The response is crazy, man. Adi Shankar, the guy who did the R-rated Power Rangers fan film, he actually gave us props for it. We've showed it to other Rangers, like actual actors at the con that were super stoked by it. Brennan uh, Meha, who's the, uh, uh, guess guys Power Rangers current, He's a Dino Charge Red Ranger. He actually wants to collab with us on a future project. So that's freaking cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, you know, Colin Robinson Studios is making big moves. And, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed the, the fan film. It was a year of work. Rainbow Ranger coming soon. Taste the rainbow, bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
all our podcast regulars were like, you got to put Michael in it. Make him the Rainbow Ranger. I'm like, you know what? It's about a multiverse of Power Rangers. So, hey, that works. I'm totally down for that. You're not going to be, you know, the the hero episode two, but I'm going to put you in there. Don't worry about it. Rainbow Ranger. I mean, you're like the only real actor I know. So if you're not, in, it's well, kind of a actually, shame. I was telling my friends this. You're more of an actor than I am now. How? Because you have footage <laughs> with 158,000 people looking at you and growing. Hmm. Is that what makes an actor? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, then I, mean, I, I might guess have, I am. I might have the training, <laughs> but you have the eyes on you. Hmm. That's embarrassing. I'm, I'm shy. I don't want that many eyes on me. <laughs> but yeah, that's neither here nor there, guys. What's more important, though, is this week's episode of Blurred Vision. Super stoked to be talking to you guys again. Seriously, every time we go week without podcasting, I'm like, I feel disconnected from the universe. <laughs> yeah, I, have some, I have stuff to say. I need people to hear me. <laughs> oh, yeah, word. I mean, My Academia, we missed two episodes of that, two episodes of Tackle and Titan. I asked the internet on my uh, uh, story polls and Instagram if I should watch the Meg because I love, you know, everybody knows I love giant monsters. Uh-huh. And I thought they were going to say no, but I mean, like 70% was like, yeah, do it for the podcast. So I'm like... Guess I have to. So we're running a little bit late today. So we gotta make this quick because Michael has to go to work in about two and a half hours. So mm-hmm. we need to make this fast. But I'll give you guys a little ten minute oh, no. rapid fire review. Become Jamie. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Speaking of, I talked to Jamie. She's been posting a lot on Instagram recently. So I was like, "Hey, are you back? Like, what's going on?" She's like, "Nah, I'm just hating on all this stupid Sony stuff happening." And she misses us. She wants to. She if she ever visits it back in the states. She said she's going to jump on for a guest podcast. Yeah, I, co- I commented on one of her. She hasn't responded yet, but I commented on one of her posts because she posted about Tyler Hecklin. Oh, her Superman. About Superman. And I was like, hey, Tyler's in the bed next to me. He told me to tell you hi. Lies. <laughs> not lies. Why are you always lying? <laughs> he was He was next to me. But yeah, if, she ever, if she ever comes back to Stateside, we'll have her on. That'd be fun. All, all of our regular Blurred Vision listeners miss her, so I told her that. She's like, of course they do, because no, no one's as outrageous as I am. I was like, yeah, no one's as negative as you are. <laughs> we missed that Simon Cowell of the podcast, so. Yeah. Guys, but, everything's terrible. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she was right about a lot of things. Yeah, she was. We, we, we know nothing. That's what it is. She was like the Silver Surfer Herald of the podcast, like, it's all doom, don't you see? It's all bullshit. Listen to me. We'll talk about that more when the uh, CW season comes back around, though. But in the meantime, before we get into the anime and before we get into some Meg talk, let's get into iTunes reviews of the week, starting with Gilly Esco, and he's our Dark Shadow of the Podcast, it's a five-star review. Gilly says, Deku, you forgot me too on the list. Jordan said I could be Dark Shadow Law. P.S. Love the new name. I guess he's referring to Deku a.k.a. Jacob's new name, which is uh, Deku the Almighty. Deku, yeah. Which is a freaking great, awesome name. <laughs> um, next review comes from Anakin J.K. Gatsby. It's a five-star review. Anakin says, Recommendations. Uh, please check out and review when you have a chance. Random Acts of Flyness on HBO. Uh, sorry to Bother You and Poise. I think you saw Sorry to Bother yeah, You. Yeah, I though. saw Sorry to Bother You. Did you talk about that in the podcast? Not like a full review. I just... Did I, I or did I or you talk, talk to me? Or did I talk to you? It blurs, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know when Mike's on when it's off. It's blurred vision, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I enjoyed it kind of for the most part, but I just feel like the third act just completely went into a compl- uh, whole different direction that I wasn't expecting, mm. and I was just like, "What is this movie?" Like <laughs> it, it lost me in the third act. 
Mm. Hey, man, I, I, like I always say for uh, movies, though, you got to end strong because that's the last impression they leave. So, Oh, it was a strong impression. Yeah. In oh, fact, how you view the movie oh, overall? What the fuck? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, Anakin goes on to say, I'm really in love with the content I'm getting from my fellow kings and queens. Also, your thoughts on Atlanta and Insecure. Thank you so much. I watched the first season of Atlanta, and I really need to catch up because I heard it gets even better. What you? Yeah, I saw the first episode of season two, and so I need to see the rest of season two. But I love Insecure. I haven't started uh, this this recent season yet because it just started like a week or two ago. But I'm all caught up on the first two seasons, and I love Insecure. Issa Rae, if you're listening, holla at your boy. Cast me. (laughs) I'll, I'll audition. I don't even know what that's about. Am I trash? Yes, you are trash. Uh, well. it's, it's too black. It's too black. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's too black. Oh, I missed this. <laughs> uh, he finishes off by saying, post-signature, I'm still pretty bummed about the cancellation of Donald Glover's Deadpool show. Yeah, me too. Figured I'd share that. As always, great job on the podcast. And then he does like a Wakanda Forever kind of symbol. Yeah, it's unfortunate that his cartoon Deadpool got canceled before he even got you know picked up. But, you know, what you going to do? Uh, did you care about that at all? Oh, yeah, of course. I brought it up on the news. Mm-hmm. Saying FX, remember that said the FX president was like, don't blame us, blame Marvel. Yeah. Uh, next review, co- speaking of Marvel, here's a Marvel name. Next review comes from Logan's1025. It's a five-star review. Logan says, my hero. Hey, guys, what's up? Love your podcast, by the way. I really want to be in the Insta group chat, and I want to have a my hero character. But Sally, I haven't watched it. <gasps> what? Poser. <laughs> He wants, he wants a character. <laughs> he never watched the show. Exactly. How could you? How could you even ask that? Then uh, I've really wanted to. Uh, I've really wanted to, but haven't gotten the chance. I need to binge watch it and see who I like, and hopefully they aren't taken. If everyone is taken, though, can I be Soldier Boy? Ha ha. What does that even mean? Yeah. What does that even? Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> Uh, stay nerdy, my blurdy. Well, first of all, Logan, you need to really watch My Hero Academia before you start throwing out <laughs> who you want to be, man. Soldier Boy. What? Yeah, he's the, he, maybe he's in the manga. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, if you want to be in the Insta group chat, you got to hit up uh, Blurvision underscore um, facts. A lot of people think that 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 um, that uh, that Instagram page is run by me or you, Michael, but no, that's run by the fans. Yeah. So it's not I. So hit him up, and he actually has access to the group chat. He'll let you in. Um, it's uh, Next review comes from Weeb Pickle Juice, our old pal. It's a five-star review. Subject is Cero. Uh, Weeb says, another great entertaining episode. I enjoyed this podcast a whole bunch, and I have not found another like it. Keep up the great work. Uh, in parenthesis, he says, Power Rangers Unworthy was Mighty Morphin Bebic plus Ultra. What does Bebic mean? I still yeah, I, don't I still, know. I don't know what that means. I've been asking all my friends. I, I, even, like, go- oh. I even Googled it and nothing came up. Seriously? <laughs> it's like, if you Google it, it's like, Google's like, you're not cool enough to know, obviously, yeah. if you Google it. <laughs> Google's uh, not cool enough to know, apparently. Seriously. What does Bebic mean, y'all? Someone, someone inform us. Me and Michael are way too old and uncool to know. I think somebody made it up. You think it's like an inside joke that we don't know about? Yeah, I think so. Like these idiots. <laughs> or like some rap, some rapper said or some shit. Mm. Uh, we finishes off by saying, sorry for wiling out on the first day of the My Hero Academia thing. You guys didn't seem to mind, but when Michael came in and necked us, I felt bad, lol. Wait, what? What does that mean? I forgot. It was getting a little too uh, graphic, and I was just like, it's minors in here. 
Oh, wait, I vaguely Mi- remember minors, you saying something like minors that. Minors and adults. I pop in in the group chat every once in a while. What, what happened? They were just getting... Too lewd? Yeah, too talking about too much sex talk. And I'm like, again, it's, well, mi- <laughs> minor, it's minors in here with adults. There's no, this is not to catch a predator. We're not James, <laughs> we're not James Gunn in this situation over here. Like, It's funny you bring that up, though, because in... Calm it down. I guess last week's episode of My Academia Now, it was uh, Deku's a sex maniac. That shit made me laugh so hard. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, Mineta and Tape Guy were just like, oh, you sex maniac. <laughs> that was funny. But they're in the same age group. Mm-hmm. They can do that. Yeah. But minors and adults, it's not, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Michael being the father of the podcast. <laughs> like, oh, y'all, y'all calm down in the backseat yeah, back there. Sh- I'm going to pull this car yeah, over. <laughs> calm that shit down. <laughs> Our next review comes from Morales Webslinger. It's a five-star review. Subject is blurred vision in charge of a sex ring. <laughs> oh my god! Don't even joke about that. <laughs> I'm not trying to get James Gunn down. Exactly. Here. <laughs> That's why I said calm that shit down. Uh, the hate you may or might not have. Dot, dot, dot. Hey Jordan, me again. If you haven't noticed, people have started making memes, making fun of your posts, and just hating on you. Oh yeah, I've seen people make like quote unquote hate posts on Instagram, going like, "Oh my god, he puts his logo on things," or "Oh my god, he supports Black Panther too much." What? <laughs> it's so weird. And they single me out for being like the person that like likes to make posts that are pro Black Panther. It's because I'm black. Yeah. Come on, be real. It is because you're black. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Your, your bias is promoting mm-hmm. all the black things. It's just so, but apparently, but Black Panther's too black for me though, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's why you didn't give a perfect vision. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's just the internet at large becoming fucking toxic. But people have hit me up about that, but I'm like, I'm unbothered. Because at the end of the day, like, I know those people are the ones that are really sad about their own lives. Because who has time to make a, a meme, an anti-meme about a meme account? I'm like, you guys literally have zero lives. So, and at the end of the day, they can't fight me, so who cares? <laughs> like, see me in real life, son. You can't step to me. Exactly. And you've been doing some stunt training. Mm-hmm. But they're just keyboard warriors, so unbothered. But let's see. What Morales says is, all I want to say is, don't listen to them. They're just salty. Well, there you go. Also, could you tell Jacob that since all the Class 1A spots are filled, and I'm not sure whether I'm a part of it, damn, they are? Every single 1A spot is filled? Who's who's Anna Voice? Nobody's Anna Voice. nobody's Anna Voice. (laughs) Nobody's uh, Earphone Jack. Mm. Nobody's Yaya Rozu. We have very few. I mean, that's not true. But our our percentage of female listeners is definitely less than our male listeners. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why. Yeah, but Bradley said he was an invisible girl. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't get over that. <laughs> um, could he start doing other classes? Oh yeah, for sure, man. The whole the whole roster of my heroes open to everybody. Uh, if he does, I'd like to be the earthquake dude from Miss Joke School. Oh, not Deku. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, get on that, Jacob. Uh, let's see. Next review comes from Regis the Man. It's a five star review. No. There's definitely a Todoroki. Yeah. It's hard for me to keep track though. I, my memory's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting worse in my old age. Uh, it's a five-star oh, review. Oh, no, the tail. Because I'm, I'm like, there's a, there's a couple guys that are missing, too. The the guy with the tail. Nobody's him, either. <laughs> Nobody wants to be basic, basic karate, bitch, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, next review comes from Regis the Man, our Grant Reno. It's a five-star review. and I, Oh, my God. I said Grant Reno, but he says, Grant Reno no more. Uh-oh. Let's see. Is he walking away from the podcast? What's happening? Uh, no, he says, it's Gang Orca. <laughs> Jordan, it's Aaron, E-R-I-N, not Erwin, 
E-R-I-N. Is it Aaron? Not Irwin. I had to get that off my chest. Is that how you pronounce Irwin? What? He says it's E-R-I-N. That's not Aaron. Irwin. Aaron. E-R-I-N is Aaron. Oh, no. Isn't Aaron from Attack on Titan E-R-E-N? That's a Japanese Aaron. <laughs> okay, well then, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for always giving good movie reviews. I never have time to go, so hearing reviews helps me decide to watch after they leave theaters. You guys are worthy. Oh, that's oh, thank you, bro. Uh, being a hero means more than flashy skills. If you can't protect people, that's the All Might way. Michael, have you read Champions yet? Kamala Khan, Miles Morales, Young Nova, Amadeus Cho, and Vision's daughter form a squad. Have you read that? But fair, I'm just because I'm trying to think about the. I'm like, is that fair though? Yeah. Oh, a cooler character showed up. Let me pick him. Well, I guess whatever. <laughs> hey, Gretchen cool. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But he's like, nah, I want to be Gang Orca. Gang Orca is fucking badass though. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, wait, have, you read have I read Champions? No, I haven't. Yeah, I just know of Champions, but I haven't read it. Uh, we have the Discord, so if people want to join, message me on Insta with your hero name from the podcast. I did read Justice League Dark though. Oh, really? How is it? It's a new, new run. I mean, it's cute, but at the same it's time, cute. at the same time, I mean, I guess I got to see what they do with it. But I'm like, why is Wonder Woman on this team? Because they need a big name. They do. But, <laughs> I mean, and I guess it's better than Batman. Yeah. With like the movie. Uh, well, he says they have a Discord up, so if you want to get on that, uh, add him at Instagram. Register the man. Stay nerdy, my blurry, and go beyond. Plus, Plus ultra. ultra. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Regis. Next review comes from Flaza Dude. It's a five-star review. Worthy? Screw it. I'll be Hero Killer Stain as well. Can you double up? That's not... I don't think we're doubling up here. I'm, I'm doubled up. Yeah, but you, you're a special case. You're also kind of bipolar, so it works. It, it does work. <laughs> uh, I was going to let someone out there take a pick, but everyone wants to wimp out and not be on the dark side. So no cookies for you suckers. Uh, personal thought Dragon Ball Super's manga is way more on the line of what I wanted the anime to be I actually enjoy moments especially how they did Ultra Instinct as a more sensible tie-in to Goku's past oh I didn't even know about that instead of the usual uh, I need to wait instead of the usual I need myself to be stronger than the villain and win trope I did not know that I mean you mentioned the the whole Trunks arc in the manga being way better than the show Mm -hmm. so this is more of that I guess but um, I did know that they like some of the changes. I knew other changes, but not the Ultra Instinct changes. Like, but I knew that um, Gohan actually fought Kefla instead of Goku, Ultra Instinct Goku. It ended up being Gohan, and they both they double KO'd rather than Gohan being knocked out by Frieza knocking out Dispo, which I guess I kind of like more. That way, Gohan kind of had a bigger moment. But you know, whatever. Oh, and then that somehow Master Roshi is dodging Jiren. I don't, I don't, I didn't read it. Wait, I just in the saw manga? It. Yeah, in the manga. I don't know how. I was, I was just about to say, okay, so I guess the manga's better than the anime. Well, <laughs> <laughs> how strong is Master Roshi exactly? Even if Jiren's holding back. Yeah, this. I'm like, bro, you couldn't fight Frieza back yeah, in you the day. Yeah, exactly. Like, what's going on? Yeah, he hasn't been training since then. Not really. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know what's going on. But I don't so know. basically, Master Roshi is as strong as a Super Saiyan, is what they're saying. How stronger? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever. Power power scaling makes no sense anymore. But anyway, uh, da, 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 da. gotta say maybe you are worthy, Jordan. Uh, the blank started off iffy. Oh, oh, so he said okay. He, typo. He meant, he meant the fan film. So he says, gotta say maybe you are worthy, Jordan. The fan film started off iffy, but as soon as Arbiter came on, I was war ready. Oh, that's 
that's huge compliments. <laughs> Already. <laughs> Honestly, I liked more of the Disney runs of Power Rangers, but not all. But this felt like a legit throwback. Major props to you and Kamarama Studios. And of course, the baddest and raddest director, a.k.a. Michael, a.k.a. All for One. Where would you be without him, Jordan? In a gutter somewhere? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't direct anything. <laughs> you direct my heart, Michael, so it counts. Oh, do I? Yeah. That's why you want to hold my hand? Exactly. Hold my hand. Put your hand away. <laughs> I hold shit. Uh, I love you guys. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. Thank you, Flaza. Thank you for complimenting Unworthy. The team thanks you as well. Uh, and our last review, of course, because somehow he times these things, Deku the Almighty, a.k.a. AKA the Spider-Man, a.k.a. Jacob. Uh, it's a five-star review, and the subject is New Name Who Dis. Hey, guys. Awesome podcast as all... Oh, wait. There was no podcast this week. I'm not bitter. Anyways. <laughs> Sounds a little bitter. Sounds a little bitter. <laughs> it's Jordan's fault. Blame him. No, it's it's Steven Rock's fault. That's the guy that took my laptop in the TSA security line. It's still your fault. Somehow. Yeah. You shouldn't have brought your laptop. I really shouldn't have. Uh, anyways, I really enjoyed the episode of My Hero Academia this week. Seeing them all being detect- detectives was really cool. I also liked the beginning with All Might and Deku. That was cute. Yeah, that was cute. He sent me a picture of them in the matching yellow shirts. I was like, I'm going to get you this shirt for Christmas, Jordan. I was like, that's my Deku. <laughs> Uh, I don't have a lot of uh, I don't have a lot to say this week, so here are my final two bits of review. To the reviewer who asked if they could be the vibration dude, of course. I think there are one or two males left in class one A, but if you want to be someone from a different school, I won't stop you. And lastly, next week I will do a my appreciate I will do my appreciation post part four point five for the reviewers. That is if there's an episode next week. That's all for this week. Until next time, go beyond plus ultra. And there will be a review. Ne- I mean, an uh, episode next week, Deku. Don't you worry, bro. I promise. I know this is the podcast. Nah, but I promises. was about to say, don't promise. No, no, <laughs> no. I promise. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Even if I have to drag Michael out of bed, that's gonna happen. <laughs> I, I would still be sleeping right now if I didn't have to be here. Yeah, I know. We're we're crunched for time this, this week too. So, I mean, have... I thought I thought about pulling a Mark Bernard in. You know, when Kevin Smith isn't around. Yeah, he does like the solo, like little mini yeah, episodes. But then you said you lost your laptop, so I couldn't add all the. You're watching yeah. me go. You're watching the the sound bites. So I was like, well, it's no point. I have to rip that all from the last. I don't know how to do all, episode. I don't know how to do all that. So yeah. I'm. I'm gonna put it on on Dropbox though. So if you want. And then I thought the I was like, nobody wants to listen to me by myself. This is blurred vision. Oh, that's <laughs> not true. Nobody, nobody cares. That's not true at all. You've got a bunch of fans that would want to listen I, to you talk. I, I was like. Should I review some comics this week? No. But then... Okay. That actually would make a lot of sense. Nobody's going to listen to this episode. It's going to get like three views. <laughs> <laughs> three views. Or three downloads. Whatever. <laughs> That's not true. You know what? If you guys want to hear Michael do a solo no. comic episode... No. No. It's called Blurred Vision. But we're blurreds. Both of us are blurreds. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. <laughs> it's not called Jordan Vision. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. That's why I'm not in. That's why I'm not the Rainbow Ranger and Power Rangers. Okay, <laughs> you will be, bro. But also, free, free, yeah, dude. If, With my rainbow glow stick. There's ever in time. Where, what, what, what would be my dragon? What your dragon? I mean, dinosaur. I don't. You don't have a dinosaur. Rainbow Ranger. It could be anything. Like it could be an animal. It could be. A, what would be the animal? I don't know. <laughs> What's it the game? Oh, Flamingo. Uh, no. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's homophobic. A peacock. <laughs> that, that works. Oh, that's better. Yup. I could be like, wait. 
Rainbow Ranger powers. Do you want to see my peacock? Oh no! <laughs> Never mind. I take it back. That's terrible. <laughs> I like it. Oh gosh! I want to see your peacock. <laughs> nope. Nope. And then <laughs> that's when the fan film fell apart. Or did it? Oh, and we get another hundred thousand, fifty thousand views. With that. <laughs> we want to see more peacock. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's okay. Have nice things, Michael. <laughs> But you know what? On the subject of My Hero Academia, let's just get right into My Hero Academia reviews this week. Uh, so let's start with the last week's episode, and we'll just you know segue into the next this week's episode. Let's start with uh, Rescue Exercises. Yeah, talking about sexual maniacs i just like the fact that they keep referencing the fact that <laughs> that chick is a molester yeah and they're like don't even Mineta's like don't even bother me if unless you're gonna tell me something more than she's just hot i already know she's hot i've been looking at this entire freaking entire exam Deku saw her naked like what <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow bro <laughs> that whole sequence was hilarious it was i was like both of them and i'm like like I didn't realize even uh, Shiro was such a fucking perv. Yeah, like, I can kind of see it in his face though. <laughs> yeah, like hey, that girl over there, I saw her tongue like naked. <laughs> like what? The <laughs> <laughs> uh, way she was waving at them, like you—that's the wave someone would give after they reached a certain part of the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they're fucking. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. Deku, you smooth. What did he say? You smooth operator, or some yeah. shit like that. <laughs> But I like it because, like, you know, it's the one-off hilarious pervy joke that we always get from Netta. But it's set up uh, Uraraka kind of, like, because she's been, like, this entire arc so far, she's been, like, you know, having feelings for Deku. Uh And it's kept coming up. And you can tell at points it does become very kind of distracting to her. That's why I was like, at the same time, I'm like, I get you're having these feelings and all that. But put that shit away. Like, you're in the middle of a test, and you're stopping in the middle of a big battlefield to look at Deku's ass as he's running away. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, so true. What are you doing? <laughs> but that's very anime, though. And how many other things have we seen in, like... just Not just anime, but anything, where a girl has a crush on the boy, and she has those moments where she's just like, oh, Naruto, or... 
I guess not really Goku, but like you know what I mean? Like, oh, oh, Ichigo. That's Bleach. You don't watch Bleach. Yeah, like, but there's so many anime that have that trope. Specifically Shonen. Yeah, but in the middle of a battle? Yeah, always. Oh, I'm feeling feelings for him right now. And it's usually a distraction because the girl characters are usually like side characters. So like they, they don't really ever have anything other than them being love interests as like their character traits. So fuck yes. My Hero Academia is so progressive for them to like literally acknowledge that. And then her to be like, but you know what? Me looking at his back constantly, I'm never going to reach my goals. So no matter, even though I feel this way, clearly he's not in the same mindset right now. So I'm going to tuck those feelings. She does exactly what you just said. She's like, I'm, I'm putting those feelings away. And I'm going to chase my dreams too. Like, that was some powerful shit. I'm like, slow clap, Baraka. Get your power, girl. <laughs> I mean, but she, she kind of showed that before when she was uh, in season two. When she said... Uh... When uh, during the, 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 what's that thing called? The horse that they made. The only reason she sided with him is because she was afraid to branch out on her own. But when Ilda decided to challenge Deku, that's when she made, she came with a decision that, that she needed to step into her own. And that's when she came up with all those uh, tricks and stuff to fight Bakugo. Mm-hmm. But then also before her feelings became Yeah, that's also before her feelings. But I mean, she, but she showed that strength before is what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm glad they made a note that she's putting away her feelings for Deku to chase her own goals, which is good. It shows, what's the word? Makes her, uh, not independent. She's, she's got. Relatable? No. No, no, no. She's got, uh, fuck, what's the term? Uh. Individual, individuality. That's not it. Uh. Damn, I'm blanking on the word. I don't know. It's gonna come to me randomly, like in the middle of the night tonight. <laughs> like, oh, that was it. Fuck, why is it in the podcast? Uh, but anyway, well, Monday when you're listening, when you're editing, <laughs> it's gonna. That's that's usually what happens. When I'm thinking of a word, I'm like, oh, that was it. She's got a. Oh, fuck, it. so tip my tongue too. I can't think about it. But whatever. Mm, it's so close. Okay. Yeah. Then, now I'm trying to. Think. I keep trying to move on. I'm like, fuck, it's right there. Now I'm trying to think of what the word is. <laughs> Let me Google synonyms. <laughs> Control? No, it's not control. It's she's got. And no. And uh, this whole podcast is just gonna come to a pause. <laughs> no, I want to think of the word now. <laughs> autonomy? No. no, close though. Not autonomy. Not autonomy. Distinction? Not distinction. Uh, identity? <laughs> not identity. She's she's. Ah, oh, fuck! I can't think of it. I can't think of it. I give up. Ah, character? No, not character. Mechanical? No, fuck! I can't. I give up. She's spirit? No, no. What does it start with? I don't. It's something like autonomy. She's got virtue. No. It's not virtue. No. <laughs> I don't know what words you're looking it's, for. It's it's like to describe somebody that has control over their own de- destiny, their own fate. Like they it, she's not slavish to any other character. She's mm, I give up. <laughs> Basically she she owned her own power. That's that's the summary of it. But I mean that was just like, like another example of like the I I, I like this episode the fact that once again, it's not just about Deku. It's not just about the main character, the quote unquote main characters of the show. They did a really good job in the rescue in the rescue episode um, to show all the characters and how their individual quirks, personalities, and skill sets 
would apply in a rescue situation. And I, I really like that because it showed, like, it does something that a lot of Western superhero shows and comics and concepts don't really delve into. Self-sufficiency? I'm still thinking about it. Closer. Closer. I'm still Damn thinking, it! I'm still thinking about the word. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, it's close to autonomy. It, I don't know. You, you got me back on that. I'm trying to move on. <laughs> um... Other superhero shows and com- and comics and stuff don't really go into exactly what it takes to even rescue people. And that's a big part of being a hero. It's not just like, oh, how strong your powers? Oh, what can you do in a fight? Mm-hmm. It's also, how do you handle pressure? How do you multitask? How do you prioritize things in a rescue? Like, they were setting up, like, different characters were using their abilities. Like, the hair guy made a, a, a clearing for a helicopter landing. Some character, like, the... The, the civilians that are like the mock civilians, they were giving class 1A lessons on like uh, what to do in a crisis situation, like what, what their role is, which is basically before the actual EMTs and stuff can get there, they're basically fulfill, like filling that role in the meantime. So that, that's not just like, you know, physically creating areas for rescue or avenues for rescue or, um, or even just uh, them having the ability to like uh it's not just the things that they do but even the psychology behind it because right off the bat when Deku runs up to my somebody's like oh no are you okay they're like points off <laughs> like you're not being like uh like you're not being reassuring enough in a situation like this and then it makes Deku think he's like oh when he thinks about the all might like have no fear i'm here that reassurance also is part of a rescue operation mm-hmm. And I like that. And then it also goes to show the interesting, again, more world building because you're seeing how the economy works and these people with these new jobs when quirks pop up. (laughs) Yeah. They're literally like professional. Yeah, career uh, uh, civilians or whatever. Career, what's the word? Now I'm trying to find the word. (laughs) (laughs) Not rescuers, rescuees, but. Yeah, professional. Yeah, rescuees. Professional hostages or whatever. Yeah. They're like basically like some kind of like offshoot of being an actor. Yeah, because you had like old men pretending to be a little kid. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, he was like, "Oh no, a little kid's crying." He's like, "Oh man!" <laughs> like he looks up, he's a like, grown ass man. <laughs> but I like that, and it, it like it showed you. I don't know. It was it was cool to see different characters and like their personalities, like who takes charge in a situation. Like even um, what's her name? Uh freaking creation girl yeah Yorozu. yeah like uraka comes in thinking that she can use her float ability to make some debris just float off of a, a civilian that's trapped but then you see your Yorozu's uh leadership qualities come out and she's able to assess the entire situation and be like okay well no if we make this shit move other shit's gonna fall the whole thing, it yeah. might collapse so then like by working together using all their different skill sets they're able to make a more efficient rescue situation happen and i think that was really cool like it's it's going into a lot of details that you don't really think about in hero things, but this yeah, is exactly all, all, what we, all you think about is the action, kick, punch, smash, defeat the villain. But yeah. what about the people behind all of that? It's practical. Yeah. And that's what my hero to me is so good at doing. It goes right back to like how their powers work and like how we're now delving deeper into their powers and like, you know how one power might seem basic at first, but he could be applied in so many different ways. Like I, I don't know how to describe it. My hero is really good at making the small details important. Is mm-hmm. that the right yeah. way to put it? Yeah. 
Um, but again, just seeing different heroes. Like I like seeing the the wind guy and how he tries to rescue people, but then and he has so much control. Or it's not just him making a giant whirlwind. He's actually able to control where debris is at any given point, where the people are. How much force to put in uh, one set of uh, wind as opposed to the other? Because he needs more wind pressure to pick up debris than he does to pick up a civilian. Yeah, it's really cool. But and still, even, points even, off. I was gonna say even and even and even the assessor noticed that because they was talking about how much control he has. Yeah. But it was still like you're doing still doing something wrong. <laughs> Minus points. Yeah. And his face was like, ah. <laughs> he's so passionate. I love his character. I love it too. I've already seen him a little bit, but I love his character. And I'm really curious to see what his deal is with Endeavor. You, you see it some kind yeah, of grudge with Endeavor. So clearly, he, yeah, he doesn't like Endeavor for some reason. Because he's like and that's why and that's why he doesn't like because Todoroki obviously he doesn't know him because he walked up to him was like. Yeah. You have a problem with me? Mm-hmm. I don't like your father, bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's like my my dad. Fuck, man, I don't like my dad either. We have that yeah. in common. <laughs> but then he flips back to like the happy nice guy when he like walks away. So I'm like, you know, where's he? Where's he really yet? And then even like a hint. Uh, we are we already basically spoilers know that that chick that the the mustard chick is Toga in disguise. Yeah, but they make a she note about wave, it waving a Deku. <laughs> yeah, but they make a, a there's a hint toward it because. She disappears again at the beginning of the rescue operation, and one of her classmates is like, "What's with her? Like, what's going on in her head?" Basically, she's like, "Keep disappearing." Mm-hmm. So clearly, she's not acting as she normally as in, does. Yeah. So there. Oh, tell, remember before I was like, "What kind of classmates are these? They, they can't tell she's different." <laughs> I'm okay. curious of what her end goal is. Yeah, why is she there? Like, does she want a hero license for whatever reason? But she's getting it as the other person, so it's well, not yeah, like that's true. Yeah, so it's like she's got it. Or be, maybe that's her real form, and Toga. No, no, and probably, Toga's the disguise. Probably not. Nah. Yeah, probably not. There's got to be something going on with the League of Villains. Remember how I was like, if they have another villain attack, like obviously they need they're, they're, the whole hero society is fucking up. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that instead of it being an outside here like villain attack, part of the exam is having villains attack during the rescue operation just to see how the char- characters multitask in this situation. That was just like, fuck, they're putting way too much on these kids. Yeah. And have it be, was it the rank 10 hero, Gang yeah. Orca? Uh-huh. And I think it was funny because they also, because he looks badass. I wonder what his quirk is. Gang Orca? Yeah. Looking like a badass. <laughs> that's, his, that's his quirk? Yup. Because <laughs> it was like, uh, what, what, I forgot what they said. It was like, um, he's ranked 10th in the pro heroes. But he's ranked third in heroes that most that look like villains. Like villains yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, who are the first two? Yeah, who's the Jeez. first two? Yeah. Maybe one is one of the. Remember that hero that can make multiple bodies of himself, who has like that weird monster-looking face. Remember that, the person that fought Froppy, and I think it was Dark Shadow. Oh him, yeah. Yeah, who can make like clones yeah, of himself? Multiple clones, yeah. I wonder if he's ranked in there because he, he looks like a villain too. He looks like face. he does look like a villain. Yeah. Maybe he is. I don't know. <laughs> I thought that was a funny note. Like, he's also ranked third of Heroes Look Like Villains. <laughs> like, what a weird thing to say. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but um, it's true, though. Yeah. Um, even Bakugo, I liked. He, we had a moment of, like, rescue yourselves! <laughs> and they're like, wait, does he know that we're actually, like, like part of the exam was, like, they're, here, they're civilians that aren't really hurt that bad. And part of the exam is for heroes to recognize that and have them help themselves. Mm-hmm. But Bakugo just being an... Like, so did, did Bakugo recognize that? Or is Bakugo just an asshole? I think it's probably a little bit of both. You think so? I think it's a little bit of both. Because <laughs> Kirishima and another dude was like, oh my god, is was he right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little bit of both, but I don't, I don't know. It's hard to tell. Yeah, like I said, I know... 
But it's also because I know stuff about Bakugo. All these fucking spoilers. <laughs> what are these spoilers? Basically, he doesn't pass. The like, Don't tell uh, me. I was joking. But, ah! You just asked me what. I don't want to know. You just asked me what. <laughs> I was, it was a rhetorical question. <laughs> Thank you. Don't ask me rhetorical questions. <laughs> ah, I apologize to everyone listening. You suck, They all Michael. listen to the manga. <laughs> <laughs> no, you mean read the manga? Whatever. <laughs> and they listen too. Oh my god. I hate you. <laughs> Don't ask me what. <laughs> it was a rhetorical question. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Well, how does that have? No, 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 no questions. I don't know. I don't know. I just know he doesn't pass. Okay, all right. So, so I figured it was because of this, the rescue stuff. Mm. That's why I was like, as soon as the, re- that's why I mentioned two weeks ago, I was like, uh, Bakugo and his temperament. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Spoiler, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> um, let's see. Was there anything else I want to talk about this episode? Uh, I mean, I just like that moment where Deku like had to turn it on. Like he, and he referred to it as turning it on, which is like putting a smile on, being reassuring. When he's running with that person, like that, you know, that fake civilian. And he's like, it's going to be okay. I'll definitely save you. And he's like, all right, you're doing too much now. Yeah. <laughs> that was cute. Um... And then but, they got fake nurses and shit. Like a whole, like they really thought this whole stuff out. Yeah, right. Like they're checking for fake injuries. Like, yeah. like he has to assess what the wounds like. I'm like, how does that work? Is like the makeup like a certain level of like deepness in the cuts? What he knows, like they got makeup artists and shit. Seriously, it's an elaborate ass test. I'm like, can I get this type of job? Like, what? Could- <laughs> I could be a, 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 a hostage. Help me. <laughs> But I don't know, I, I really, like, during the episode, just seeing all the characters, and when, especially when the characters start splitting off and, like, working together in their own small groups, like, again, I, I keep saying this, but, like, My Hero Academia is a thing, just like Naruto did in its heyday, where it makes all the side characters important. And, like, in that moment where all the characters split up and are, like, using different powers to save people in different ways, like, I had that feeling of, like, wow, every week I love watching My Hero Academia. Like, it's a treat just to see what these characters do. Although I will say, my, my biggest complaint is I feel like the intro is so long that the episode itself doesn't get enough time. Oh, that... Like, I feel like the episode... I feel like the episodes are too short. That's because you want more. <laughs> well, yeah, that, but I just feel like the intro... I feel like the intro goes on for like 30 minutes. Wow, we'll definitely just do that. You only get like two minutes of episode. I'm like, <laughs> as soon as the episode ends, I'm like, this shit just started. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> So I need more. So I'm I'm like, I hope this movie, because me and my friend were making a joke. We're like, uh, we hope the movie is at least an hour and a half, because the movie comes out here in America on the 25th of September. Mm. And we're like, we hope the, we hope the movie is at least an hour and a half. But we're like, but probably like a half hour of that is going to be the intro. It's not going to be an intro in a movie. <laughs> it's going to be an intro. <laughs> well, the episode ends with gang orca attacking and like the heroes or the, you know, the junior heroes whether they're going to attack, defend, run away, or whatever. That was a cool moment, too. Deku kind of, like, he has that look like. Trying to figure out what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And then he has that look. Like, I'm going to fuck him up. Yeah. Can't wait to see how and that plays out. And I'm like, no! And speaking of the movie, rather than a continuation of that this week, there's a filler episode. And this is pure oh, this filler. This is a super filler yeah. episode. And it's like, right off the bat, it's like, All Might's like, and they even let you know. Yeah, right off the bat, like, this is filler. <laughs> it's a special episode of My Hero Academia. But even, I found I figured I found out why they did that. Well, I mean, it ties into the movie, right? Well, not even just that, but uh, I think it's every year or something like that. Japan has this like charity 
event or whatever that's uh, nationwide. Mm. And so all shows take a hiatus. Okay. And so instead of going on hiatus, uh, the creators of My Hero wanted to just decided to do a special episode, more or less, that kind of goes in. I don't remember what the charity or whatever is, but they wanted to do a special episode in line with that mm. instead of uh, just taking a break. Okay. So that's what that's what this episode was more or less for. Instead of giving oh. us a week off, they gave us a new episode, but to have to go in line with that charity. Oh, I thought it was so a that's cool why it seemed out of nowhere. But they also wanted to make it tie into the movie. Exactly, I thought, with, I thought it was the segue into the movie. Yeah, so it was both. Oh. They wanted to have their cake and eat it too, basically. See, that's smart though, because a yeah. lot of anime don't even do that. Like when they have a movie, just, the anime doesn't even reference it, especially if it's not part of. Canon. Yeah, because more more times than not, the movie's not not canon. But, but the they way they're it making in. it seem like here is the movie is going to be canon. Yeah, they, like they were able to work it in to happen before this most recent exam. Yeah, which is before, cool before all my lost his powers. Yeah. Which is which is cool. I like how they dovetail that in. Yeah, with All Might and his boyfriend. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. All Might and his American boyfriend. I mean, they also confirm Dave that yeah, Dave. They also confirm that um, All Might is Japanese. Japanese. Yeah, Japanese. But he, he studied just, abroad. He, yeah, he trained in America. And he was like, "These Americans have pretty cool states. <laughs> I'm gonna steal them for my attacks." But that's, that explains why he has the Western influence. If he was like, he took a long sabbatical or I don't know training or whatever over there in the United States over mm-hmm. here in the United States rather mm-hmm. um, but the episode was called Save the World with Love I mean the title is very All Might because at the end of the day and Deku even references this there wasn't much saving the world with love I mean love was kind of part of the like the the detective story at the end of the day but like that title does not match what the episode was about no Basically, them just having a whodunit kind of test um, with the pro heroes dressing up as like doing a mock situation where like all Basically might's a villain. Basically, like this, the, the provisional license. Yeah, sorta. All might's a villain. Some of the other pro heroes are hostages, and the junior heroes have to break in and like figure out the situation, stop the villain, and then solve the case. Which, of course, the episode they had the the most popular of the My Hero characters. It was just them. Yep. <laughs> Nobody else. We're going to pick all the cool characters everyone likes. That one, yeah. <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> Everybody else is gone. Yeah. But I mean, it was an interesting, like, dinner theater kind of thing where it was like, uh, at first I thought it was going to be like, oh, they're going to fight All Might. But it was like, oh, no, what? Twist. All Might dies, or his character dies as soon as they burst into the the hostage situation, but then it turns out it's like a whodunit kind of thing, and they have to yeah. figure out the clues as to who killed the villain and how and why and what the motivation was. And it's kind of just been them being detectives. But Midnight put it on a hell of an acting performance. Word! <laughs> it's like, did y'all rehearse this? Yeah. Like, and she's crying at points, like when they reveal her backstory, when Deku pieces the like the puzzle together. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? I was like, she's acting. Then as soon as they're done, she's like, all right. <laughs> like, while well, she flipped back. But then, I mean, that was it was interesting for a filler episode. I was still intrigued the whole. Yeah, I was, I was I was interested, but I was say that ended. I was like, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> Them still failing. Yeah, and based on the fact that he wasn't really dead, and like, and, that, you... and that eraser head is like, well, you gave you a hint when you tickled him, and he still moved. Like that should have told you he wasn't dead. But I'm like, like, like he's not dead. A, yeah, it's an exercise. <laughs> like, of course he's not dead. Yeah, that's bull. <laughs> They're like corpses don't move. I'm like, that's bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm supposed to like tie up a dead body and assume it's not dead. Bullshit. In a real situation, you can feel his pulse. Like, yeah, even 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 Bakugo was like, 
Come on now, that's cheating. <laughs> but Bakugo, the whole episode was just like, you could tell that because this wasn't his element. His thing is fighting. Mm-hmm. And this was about basically detective work, solving crimes. And yeah. you see, that's why he looked at Deku. He was like, you know, you know what's happening, don't you? Because yeah. he knows Deku is smart mm-hmm. in terms of like figuring this type of stuff out. I like that. I like that he's finally like begrudgingly acknowledging Deku for like, you know, what his, his worth is. Yeah. And what his assets are. I like he that. was the one that figured it out. Yeah, he was. He he put together like fucking Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, he was he's, like, he's, I know exactly what happened. He, yeah, he's Batman. I'm like, get out of here, Deku. He is going to be the best hero because he'll be super strong and he'll be like the freaking detective of any situation. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. Yeah, I did too. Even, um, what's his name? Uh, the Mike guy. He was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I came like, for some jewelry, yo. Yo. <laughs> Cause like, how, how, how was my acting, yo? <laughs> it was. It could use some work. Yeah, it was a little overacting, a little bit, but yeah. you're you're good. <laughs> um, and then the episode ends with them tying back into. So I guess the movie's gonna start with them already going to America, because the episode kind of wraps up with Deck. Yeah, all we're Mike leaving. We're leaving. we're leaving now. Yeah, right now. <laughs> the movie starts right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and it's already it's already playing in Japan, just not here. Mm. I liked it. I don't know if it's going to be all theaters or like select theaters. Mm. It's definitely going to be like, I don't know if you, you didn't watch Dragon Ball Super movies, right? Like Resurrection F? Not in the theater, but I did okay. see it. Yeah. It'll be some theaters around here. There'll, there'll be some. So we can definitely go see it in theaters together. That'd be awesome. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Fuck you. I might, I might be at work. Well, we could schedule around it. Maybe. You just don't want to go with me. <laughs> it depends. Like if it's during the weekend, if I'm working on the weekend, we have to see it separately. I don't want to go alone. Because <laughs> I would have to go like early in the morning. Oh, wait. We didn't even talk about the Blur Vision rating system. For those that don't know, the racism here on Blur Vision is thus. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. I'm dropping here. Well, we didn't, we didn't rate it yet, so. Well, that, that's what we're doing now. <laughs> I had to set it up first. We're rusty, guys. We haven't done this in a while. No, we haven't. <laughs> but yeah, what would you rate the uh, last two episodes? I'd rate the I'd rescue... i rescue perfect vision. Same. i rate this one a high more than passable. I'd rate this a solid more than passable. Not high, not low. But I enjoyed it. Especially for for an episode... And I think part of yeah, it... I, I, for an episode that's a filler, I, the fact that I wasn't like bored... But them coming... That's a feat. Them being forthright about it. And coming right out and being like, this is filler, guys. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, this is filler. Even in the beginning of the episode, I know we're, t- we're supposed to be in the provisional license arc, but we're taking a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... Because like, like I said, a lot of anime don't do that. So I think them being open and honest about it made it more fun. It made it like, oh, it's like just a little fun side adventure. And now we're going to go back into the regularly scheduled arc next week. I like that. And tying it into the movie was smart. So I think it was worth it. My Hero Academia does everything better, man. Even the filler. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and with, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> oh, that first episode. Yeah, that first episode. <laughs> Swimming, though. But uh, yeah, on that note, let's get into... The last two episodes of Attack on Titan, starting with Trust. Oh, 
okay, and here's the thing. The intro needs to go. I don't that that intro hurts the show, especially because Attack on Titan is a thing where like My Academia plays the intro before the episode starts in earnest. Attack on Titan has like a little cold open kind of thing and, and then, then it segues right. into the, the, the intro. And when the intro used to be badass, that used to be a fucking like, yeah, I can't wait. Especially if the cold open ended with something cool. The beginning of this episode trust where those two like uh, soldiers or whatever are looking for the, the scout regiment and they happen to pound Armin. And they're like, and you could tell like they're not 100% on board with what the soldiers are doing and taking in the scout regiment. So when they find Armin and they're like, put your hands up, don't make a move, don't make a noise. And Armin's like, all right. And then the, the scouts yeah, come out of nowhere and get ambushed. Yeah, they ambush him. And then Scar- Armin has a badass moment where he's like, what was it again? Don't make a noise. And it's like, fuck yeah. And then it goes to the intro and it's like, what? <laughs> like it was, I was really riding that epic moment, but then the intro just dropped the ball on it. I was like, man, if that was a cool intro, that would have been a really boss drop the mic kind of moment for Armin. But intro doesn't bother me as much. I mean, I'm it not. Does. It's not hard, man. No, it's not hard. But it doesn't bother me as much because I'm like, this season isn't that. This 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 isn't that for this season for the most part. I disagree because they're not fighting titans. But this is, remember how I said I read the manga and like I, I read most of the arc where they're not fighting Titans? And yeah, fuck you. Now that you just reminded me. What? About, Why? Oh, you spoiled my Hero Academia. You spoiled my uh, Attack on Titan. Did I really? Yes, you did. <laughs> how? Because <laughs> they're going to eat Aaron? Yes. Okay, well, they have even Not even the eating the Aaron. Talking about when I was like, Historia is not a Titan. They're going to make her a Titan. I'm like, you can do that? Yeah, fuck. Well, there's a syringe or whatever you said. Yeah, mild spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. And that's why they're going to have, they're going to transfer, the, they keep talking about the vessel or whatever, and you know, that's the other person that becomes a Titan to eat Aaron. It's a really weak, that's a mild spoiler at best. Well, wow, that's a mild spoiler. He doesn't pass. That's a big spoiler. <laughs> you asshole. Because <laughs> um, that doesn't define him. But yeah, they're not fighting Titans, but I think they're doing a thing and this is, this is about as far as I read in the manga. Up until the things that happened with Eren, then I, I'm basically caught up now. I don't I didn't read past that in the manga. But, like, I thought this, this part was going to last longer than it has. Because they basically... I, th- I thought it was going to be a full, like, season. But they've already finished, basically, the That's what the I thought. I, as soon as... As soon as... And Grant, we're jumping, because that happens at the end of the second, second episode. But once they stop being fugitives, I was like, is the season over? Like... What's going? Like what's going no, on? No, I, like, I feel like I thought it was gonna take. Yeah, last I feel like this that. is this should be a season finale or a midway season or mid midway season finale. No, but I'm like it's only been three episodes and this conflict is done. Like what, what are they gonna do for the rest of the season? There's other stuff. They they have to go get the key out of the basement that's been set up since season one. That becomes the thing later. That's true, but for them, I'm I'm just saying I'm not, I don't literally mean what else are they gonna do. But I'm just saying for the for. The, for it to be set up the way this the, the season ended and the way the season began, the fact that it's over already after three episodes. But do you want more? That's the thing. I'm glad it's gone fast. I don't. I don't think they cut things out. I think they just were able to go through it fast. But like this, call Attack on Titan, not Attack on Human. So like you can only do so much and do it epic. Did you just say like battle. two weeks ago that you like that that you like the human element though? Oh, like with the survive like survival horror kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because even Walking Dead gets like that. Yeah, but you Walking said you Dead, like that. 
Yeah, but Walking Dead, even even the Walking Dead, they get to a point where it's like, oh, I really want more zombie threats now. <laughs> um, but they did it well, though. So, like, for what they did in the time they did it, I, I've enjoyed what they've been doing in Attack on Titan. But they... they those epic wins against the Titans have trans—they've taken that same concept and applied it to them having victories over the humans within the walls that are corrupt. So, like, even in this episode in Trust, where, well, first they had the whole thing where they—they um—they're able to win over those soldiers they captured by basically revealing that you guys don't know shit. Like, you think the government is telling you the truth, but you know you barely—you don't even know that Annie was a Titan. They kept that from you. So what else don't you know? Mm-hmm. And then having what's his name? Is his name Gene? Is that his name? The 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 dude with the blonde hair, the guy that um takes the two prisoners and like tricks them to. I don't I don't know. I'm terrible with names. Whatever his name is, the guy that that um tests the two prisoners to make sure because the guy's like, no, if you're what you're saying is true, like I'm on your side, I'm on the side of the scouts, but they don't believe him. And then Gene, I think that's what his name is, he tests them. By basically threatening their lives and under basically under a gun, tell me what your where your loyalties are. Under a knife. Uh, yeah, under a knife. You know the metaphors under a gun. <laughs> gun in your head. Who do you, where your loyalties lie? And you know under pressure, they end up saying him. You know she knocked the fuck out of him with that bat. Word. <laughs> like chill, 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 chill. It's a test. <laughs> but like that was an epic moment. But. An even bigger moment was when the Reese guy, the leader of the mer- the, the son of the merchant guy that was killed by the uh-huh. the government, he stepped up. He stepped up, but that turnaround of like, oh, we're gonna trick you into thinking this is an abandoned kind of warehouse or district or whatever, but psych, bitch! Turns out you just confessed everything in front of all these witnesses, so now you can't hide your shit from the government anymore. Because now we got news people here, we've got all these witnesses. Your shit is out, son. That was a cool moment. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like everybody, like the, it was like a cool, encapsulated moment of. But I'm, <laughs> funny enough, in my mind though, I was like, I right, just blow up the town. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> no questions asked. Yeah, but at the same time, you see that like the other pieces were falling into place for for a coup, which happens in the next episode. Yeah. Um. But before that, I was like, just blow up the town. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked it. It was like all these small victories. And I mean, this is also jumping to the next episode, but I like the fact that Erwin, I think it's how you pronounce his name, now that the podcast guy, now that our reviewers said that otherwise, I'm kind of like... He's Erwin, the reviewer's Aaron. Okay, Erwin. Um, I like the fact that he makes it a point to be like, it wasn't just me And I was confused, Erwin and Aaron. Aaron? Aaron. Aaron? Aaron. You mean the Japanese way of saying Aaron? Yeah. Oh, Aaron. <laughs> um... It wasn't just him that made the, made it all happen. It was a bunch of individuals making an individual choices. So it shows you that humanity has a chance as long as they work together, but toward a common goal. Mm-hmm. That's the strength of humanity. That's the concept I got from it. Yeah. Um, but also, sh- it also goes to show how uh, uh. This is the podcast of lost words because <laughs> I can't I can't think of the word how uh, not inspiring, but another word for inspiring that uh, Irwin is motivating. No, not motivating. A synonym for inspiring. Yes. Uh, captivating. 
kind of charismatic. Charismatic. How charismatic he is in uh, getting people to more or less side with him and mm-hmm. why he is a leader. Yeah. True. And I like the fact that they keep talking about why he's a, why he's a fucking boss bitch. He's, he's doing it for his father's dream. A dream of having the truth known. The tr- the, and he even questions, again, we're skipping, but I mean, really the only thing that happens in this episode is Aaron and them, or not Aaron, um, Levy and other squad uh, people in the, in the scouts interrogate the other guy too as people start approaching. You don't know who the people are until the next episode. And then Irwin's being taken to the, the king to be questioned and executed. Mm-hmm. I call him the bored king because he's always got like his hand like this. He's like, oh, I'm just so bored and done with it all. Turns out the motherfucker's asleep. <laughs> I, was, yeah, I, was like, is, I was like, is he comatose? Like, why is he not moving at all? Well, that's like the the, the typical, like, unimpressed, like, indifferent king pose in anime. But it's just funny because the re- revelation is that he's literally just checked out. He's like an old man that's like just a figurehead. Yeah. Being controlled by those underlings that are, like, really running the government. But, um... The fact that Erwin is, like, taken to him and questioned... And the way in the next in the last episode reply that he's able to basically trick them into revealing their true nature because that moment did you did you because I knew from the manga but when do girl burst into the the hearing and was like the t- Titans have attacked the wall the walls collapsed what do we do did you believe that yeah I was like I told you he, he, this is the shit he warned but I was like it's so it's very coincidental as soon as he warned them it happens but I was like well shit happens. Yeah, but it was like, do you have a plan for that? And it was like, yeah, we got a plan. Like, don't don't question us. But then as soon as it happens, you see their their priorities were putting themselves in safety first. Like, fuck everyone else in that wall if there's going to be a, a revolution. Yeah, which is exactly what they were criminalizing Erwin for, putting yeah. himself first. And they mm-hmm. did the same shit. So it was just like a really boss moment where it's like, psych, bitch. We really just outed you to show like what you're really like. And like the chancellor came out and the, the commander pictures or whatever that dude with the epic mustache and the bald head. <laughs> He's like, yeah, Pic- man, we Pixis, all Pixis or whatever. Yeah. Like we all basically put our lives on the line for this. Cause if we were wrong, we basically were all going to be killed by you. Cause if they were noble and were like, no, save the people. If they, if they were actually doing right by the government and its people, they actually would have been like, no, save the people, bring them all in and do what the soldiers say. But because they were like, nah, Fuck everybody behind that wall. Protect us. They're like, okay, well, obviously you're full of shit. So this is going to be a coup, man. <laughs> yeah. And they have all of the, the, the interior police be taken in at the same time. That was a fucking dope boss move by the entire group. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm, ready. I'm curious to see where they go from here because it will create, if, if they take real life aspect from, uh, from it, it'll create a vacuum of power. But they did make it a point to be like, we're, this is because they had the... Um, make sure that the people knew this wasn't going to be like a military controlled state. Like it wasn't like the military was seizing control from the, from the royalty. It was a thing where no, they were corrupt and they're not the true Royal family. We know who the true Royal family is and we're not taking over. We're just going to switch the Royal family to the actual Royal family, which is Historia. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like, that's their way of like, like, um, man, this is a podcast. I forgot words. <laughs> it's the, it's their way of, we haven't um, done this in a while, yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly. We don't know how to talk. <laughs> Assaging the fears of the people. That's, that's a better way to phrase that. Assuaging. Assaging. Is it assaging or assuaging? I think it's assuaging. 
whatever. <laughs> it's a way of telling the people like, don't worry, it's we're not gonna just become like a totalitarian army state. It's gonna be still the royal family. Just these motherfuckers are corrupt. So like that was it was good they even pointed that out. And then you get the little bit about Erwin and his dream of he's doing basically all of this for his father. Um and then yeah. Spoilers kinda, but then Aaron's being he's tied up and you see Historia kind of watching him. So you you know that she's the vessel that has to eat him to mm-hmm. gain his power. Yeah. That's the plan, as it currently is. That's the plan. I'm we not know gonna, it's not gonna happen. Well, you don't know nothing. It's not gonna happen. You know nothing, John. It's not gonna happen. Aaron's like the main character. Is he though? He's he's like the least main character of any main character. He's the main character. He's not gonna die. He's constantly getting captured. He's like, but up. he's the Titan on Attack on Titan. He's <laughs> but, not. He's not gonna die. But he's always getting his ass beat. <laughs> yeah, but he's still. He's not gonna die. Okay. I know that much. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna say whether or not he does. He's not. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to create mystery, Michael. Mystery. Wow. Prediction head is not. There's. There's no mystery here. <laughs> um. Let's see. Was there anything else? Oh, the question of who did Aaron eat to gain his power? And you saw he kind of had a weird, like, it was almost like a flashback before he woke up of some woman. Mm-hmm. So was that the woman he ate? I don't remember. I mean, they don't, they haven't said yet, but that was just the question. Well, no, I'm saying I don't remember their flashback. Oh, it was some woman like brushing her hair or something. It was quick. Yeah, and honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> Obviously read... you do if you brought it up. No, I, no, no, no. I mean, in the manga, I, I think I read who he eats, but I don't remember anymore. Like, it's been so long since I read the manga, so. No. It's open for guessing. I don't remember. More than passable for both episodes, though. Um, yeah, I agree. Like, a high more than passable for the second episode, though. Because that, that moment where they, they have a coup d'etat was fucking boss. That was my ish. I'm sure there's some Japanese person out there listening that's like, oh, it's so offensive. It's not because the beginning of the episode is in English. Okay. I just don't know what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> so oh, it's my life. Wait. Some I know what I have to do now. It's my life. One and the only. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Um so that's all of the anime we have to talk about. Before we get into news though, I guess I could talk about Meg. Yeah, Chris k- k- skipping two episodes in a row. So yeah. it's all anime. Like, got none to talk about. <laughs> I guess real quick I was getting the rapid fire reviews. Rapid fire reviews. She's coming. Oh boy. It was the largest shark that ever existed. Thought to have been extinct for two million years. The thing's out there. We need to find it and kill it. Why don't you just put a tracker on it? Did you guys ever watch Shark Week? Just real quick, I saw the Meg. Again, it was only because the internet told me to. <laughs> Jason Statham. You know, did you know Hiro Nakamura's in it from uh, Heroes? No, I didn't. Hero! Know. Spoilers, he dies immediately. I know Batwoman is in it. Oh, snap, she was. I thought she was pretty good in it. I mean, she didn't have a huge role, but she was a main character. People said she was a bad actress, but I don't... 
she's a main character. How does she have have a huge role? Because she's not the main character. It just says she's a main character. She's a main character. Oh, but it's like, you know, it's a horror movie, so there's a bunch of main characters. A bunch of, you know, characters we follow. Mm-hmm. Um, I went in with zero expectations. I'll make this quick. I mean, it's not much to talk about. Should I do spoilers or non-spoilers? That's not really anything in spoiler either. I'll keep it vague if people want to see Meg. But uh, I went in, no expectations. I mean, I haven't really heard things either way. I haven't really read reviews or listened to reviews for it. So I think the only thing I knew about it was going in a it's got like mediocre. Rotten I was gonna say, guys, just, just just to let you know, Jordan didn't cry, so it's not a perfect vision. I mean, it's true. <laughs> Both things are true. I didn't cry, and it's not a perfect vision. Spoilers. <laughs> um, it. I didn't know going in if it was gonna be like a more like Jaws and more like suspenseful slash like horror angled, or if it was gonna be more campy slash. Like a like a deep blue sea or a sh- even a Sharknado kind of thing. I mean, your concept is you got a giant ass shark. You know, I was hoping, I, personally, I was hoping for something more like deep blue sea, like campy B movie with some funny moments kind of thing. But they play pretty straight, surprisingly. I mean, there there are jokes, there's humor in it, but it's not like a like a funny B movie kind of thing. It's it they they play it pretty serious throughout. Um, as you all know, I love giant monsters. So that's really my motivation for saying this. I was like, just show me some cool shit with a giant ocean monster eating people, man. And after seeing the end of Jurassic World 2 and one of the coolest scenes in that whole movie being that very brief scene at the end where you see, I forgot what it's called, but that giant water dinosaur in the ocean, in the wave. And you see the surfers like in front of it in the wave and like it's about to like eat them in the water. Mm-hmm. Which wasn't in a movie. Was it? Yeah, it was. Thought... It was at the very end. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. At the, yeah. Very, at the end. very end. And it was real quick. <laughs> but it was a thing where like... So Meg is a continuation of that, basically. I wanted it to be, because that image in Jurassic World 2, I was like, you should have made the whole movie like this. Like, if it was, the whole movie was about that, I felt like I would have liked Jurassic World 2 more. Um, And honestly, now I'm thinking about it, what did I give Jurassic World 2? I don't remember. Something in the passable range, I think. I, think, I, th- I actually like Meg more, I think. I think you gave it a low passable. Yeah. Or did I give low passable for normies? I think I gave it lower for myself. Just because it was such a letdown compared to the first no, one. No, I think you said high passable for normies, low passable for you. It's somewhere in there. I Less think. than passable, probably. <laughs> Learn vision facts. Where you at? Yeah, where's yeah, the story now? Yeah, let us know. <laughs> but I, th- I honestly think I like Meg more because I think, and same thing with Pacific Rim Uprising. Like, I think it was just a better movie. Like there, how do I put this? The characters that were in Meg felt more fleshed out than the characters that were in Jurassic world Two, And especially more fleshed out than the characters that were in uprising. So right off the bat, just from like the writing for the characters way better in Meg. The issue with Meg for me was that I felt like they didn't do enough with the concept of a giant water monster. There are a lot of shots where they show you the scale of a giant shark compared to like a person or compared to a boat. But I can't, there was never one set piece or one snapshot scene that blew me away. Like I was waiting for that like, oh, this is the moment kind of moment. Like, oh, this is awesome. Like the the poster for the Meg where it shows like the... Shows him rising up. Yeah, it shows like the person in like little buoy, like the Jaws poster with the yeah. with normal shark underneath him. And, and then Meg, Meg beneath up. that. Yeah. That image 
is cooler than I think any image in the actual movie. And they have things that are kind of similar, but there's never it never shows you that scale in that same way. But they do show you it in glimpses, like in small moments. It's hard to describe without giving the super spoilers. But like a lot of the the movie is about like them the re- like there's a bunch of underwater researchers of course they always are they have an underwater base in Antarctica there's some seabed out there that like is uh, some deep unexplored region I forgot why they even got that in the first place doesn't matter point is they go into this deep underwater trench surprise surprise there's earthquake a, no no earthquake it's just surprise surprise there's a there's a giant shark that survived in this deep water region this entire well, that's time that's usually what it is it's an earthquake that released a monster or whatever no it's just a, a region that was unexplored and it was like whatever there was like some water layer of like really cold water between the top layer and the bottom layer and the creature wasn't able to pass through that layer that's what I was gonna say like what caused it to be able to just them going down and and then them evacuating made a tunnel for it to swim through, like a tunnel of warm water. Because you know a shark can only live in certain level, like certain temperature water. Mm-hmm. So it, them escaping from it turns out is how it escapes from the underwater area it was in. And then it be, and that's like half the movie. Like it, it takes a long time for them to even show the monster. So at first I'm like, okay, this is kind of like Jaws, and you're getting to know the characters. You're learning about the badass Jason Statham, who was the only person to be able to go that deep before, and the people thought he was crazy because he encountered a similar giant monster. They didn't say if it was the same shark. I, I guess not, but they implied there are other giant monsters deep underwater. Sequels. I heard there the, there's a this is based on a book and the book has a lot of other like um stories. So I guess there are other things. And at first there's like a giant squid. There's always a giant squid first. <laughs> so like clearly there are other giant sea creatures. But um yeah, you get into his character, you get into a little bit about his ex-wife, who's the person that's um trapped down there that he has to go rescue. You learn about the crew. Um of course, I feel like they're they're doing a thing where they're marketing a lot of these movies toward the Asian audience, hardcore. So like half the crew is like Chinese, and even the main female character is a Chinese. Is I feel like she must be a Chinese actress because she has an accent. So like, and I've never seen her before. So it's racist. I mean, <laughs> how, do you know, how do you know she's not Japanese or Korean? Mm, they refer to China a lot. I can't be sure, but <laughs> I think they talk in Chinese. Her and her father, because her father is like the main researcher. Um, I just feel like they market all these giant CGI monster movies to the Chinese market. Because Hollywood is racist. Like, they'll cast Korean actors to play Japanese like they did in uh, Heroes. Mm. Uh, Hero, Hero, I know Hero's uh, best friend, Ando. Ando! Yeah, he's Korean-American. Oh, really? But they had him play Japanese. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, Hero, Hero's in it. And then he... <laughs> spoilers. It's not huge spoilers. But he died. It's like, there's three people that need to be saved in the beginning. Two are white, one's him. Guess who dies? <laughs> like, we gotta save all these white people. Well, the Asian guy. <laughs> He's fine. Um, Dwight's in it from The Office. I don't watch The Office. Not me either. But I know he's, he's in it. I don't know who Dwight is. Oh, he's like the guy with the glasses that's like super, like an asshole. Don't they all wear glasses? I don't no. know. <laughs> For all our Office fans, they know who I'm talking about. He's like the most popular character in The Office, aside from, what's his name? Steve Carell. Steve Carell, yeah. That's the only person I know. Yeah. And um, uh, John Krasinski, wasn't he from The Office? Yes, and him. Um, 
But I mean, in terms of giant monster movies, like if I were to catch this on TV, you know, it'd be a fun, like, you know, Sunday afternoon kind of thing. I mean, it's it's nothing to write home about, but it is enjoyable, if you, especially if you see it in an IMAX, because it does have a few jump scare moments. Um, it's entertaining throughout. You get to know the characters, so you actually do care about them a little bit by the time they are put in danger. Um, there's a few twists in terms of like, oh, we think we got it. Did we really though? So like, I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's an entertaining, big blockbuster, B-level horror movie. And I, I can't really complain. I mean, I, I thought it would be worse than it was. So there's that. Um, and there's even a moment toward the end that is set on a beach like Jaws, like that Jurassic World 2 scene. I thought we we're gonna. I was gonna finally get that big like. Oh, here we go. Here's the moment. But there really wasn't any. It was. It's weird. I, I thought the image of a giant shark opening its mouth and having all those people like swimming away from it would be really cool. But they never really do that. There's a lot of it swimming underwater. What There's it, a lot what of. Was it, what was it rated? I want to say PG-13. I don't think it wasn't R. Nope, definitely wasn't R. There were kids in the theater. So maybe that's why they couldn't make it super graphic. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? There were kids in Deadpool. <laughs> that's true too. Um, I think the most graphic thing is when there's moments where the shark, the megalodon, eats a whale, and that's really fucking bloody. But it's a whale. It's not a person. You know what I mean? So maybe if you love whales, you'll be like, oh my god, yeah, the was... gore and viscera of the whale dying. Say that's whaleist. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um. Oh, and points off for the black dude being fucking annoying. Of course, there's one black guy in the whole movie. And at, at one point, he's such a bitch. Like, every time someone dies, he's like, oh my god! Ah! 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 He's that guy. You gotta have you gotta have one. But he's gotta be the loud black... He's gotta be the loud black guy is it's that gotta, one. There's always gotta be one. Like, oh my god. But at one point, even the... Again, think of Jurassic, Jurassic World. But the main females... The, the, Asian, black, the black kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the Chinese woman, her daughter, who's like eight years old, she falls into the water... And the black guy falls in the water. And the little girl has to calm him down. I'm like, come on, bruh. Really? The little <laughs> eight-year-old girl? She literally is like, hey, relax. Relax. He's like, oh, 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 relax. Okay. I'm like, come on, man. Make us look like a punk, dude. <laughs> but I mean, you know, overall I had fun. So I can't really complain in that. I feel like for it being Jason Statham in it, there should have been more... I don't know, badass moments with him versus the shark. There were, there were multiple times where he faces down the shark alone, but I, I don't know. I thought there'd be, I don't know. I was I was waiting for that big, badass, action, epic set piece, but there really wasn't one for me. And they do try to have action set pieces with the, with the shark. It just wasn't, I don't know. I can't put anything better than that. It just wasn't visceral enough. It wasn't, I don't know. But overall, I'd give it hmm, a high passable. Yeah. I mean, it's still pretty good for... Yeah, I mean, granted, I mean, look at Uprising. Look at Jurassic World 2 for me. Like, I didn't really enjoy those movies. I felt like it at least did what a movie should do and set up its characters well, make me care about the situation they're in a little bit. They had a pretty good pacing up until the ending. Then it gets a little, like... You spend a lot of time in that beach area... And then nothing really comes of it because no main characters are there. It's just like, we have to stop it from getting to the beach. And then it gets to the beach and they distract it. So it's like, it feels like a waste of time. Like It's there for a little bit and then it's like, alright, I'm gone. And it just swims away. So I'm like, 
eh, I wanted more beach stuff. Like that's like the main thing with a shark. I wanted like that epic beach scene, especially with how big it is. But you know, whatever. But high passable. The Meg could have been worse. I'll say that. Golden words from Jordan. The <laughs> cool. Meg could have been worse. Yeah, put that in the back of the box. Could have been Pacific Rim. <laughs> Man, that's a damn shame. When the Meg, I actually enjoy it more as a movie than Pacific Rim, two, even Jurassic World. Like I feel like Jason Statham had a more fleshed out character than Chris Pratt's character did in Jurassic World too. Like that's not that's not okay. What the fuck, man? Especially when you have two movies to back that character up and you still didn't do anything with them, really? Other than him just being a tough guy that is flirting with that girl the entire movie? Fucking one note, man. But whatever. That's just me. Hey, you don't think Batwoman, you said she wasn't bad? No, she wasn't bad. She was like the designer of everything. So she was like the tech person. She's pretty good. I mean, I didn't have any problems with her. And I heard, after that Batwoman thing, people went online and been like, oh, but she's a terrible actress. That's why. I'm like, she seemed fine to me. Better than Stephen Amell was in fucking Ninja Turtles. Well, he was Arrow first, though. <laughs> so? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, in terms of being in a big budget movie, like, he was, Casey, his Casey Jones was terrible. I'm like, what are you, what, the, did you watch the last Ninja Turtles movie, did you read the comics? Casey Jones does not act like this. Like well, Maybe he didn't want to imitate the guy from the movie. He should have. <laughs> and even if he was directed to act like that, I mean, bro, you got to take control of your character, man, because he just wasn't believable. I didn't see it, so I don't know. Oh, you didn't see it? I saw the first one, not the second one. Somehow the second one, even though they tried to make it more for the fans, it was not better than the first one. Yeah, with Rocksteady and Bebop and Krang. And yet still worse. How? <laughs> How? I, I don't know. But I don't know. Yeah, if she's if she's Batwoman, I'm I'm looking forward to it. She wasn't bad. That's it for me. So we need the news? All right. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I can call you a nigga. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. Yeah, I don't want hand me down. I don't want any gay things. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. Iron Fist trailer. New trailer dropped while Jordan was on vacation in California. I wasn't on vacation. California girls, they're so incredible. California boys are so incredible. Daisy Duke's bikini on top. That's a totally different song. But yeah, Iron Fist. They do wear those. But yeah, Iron Fist, new trailer. You have not been home in days. You barely sleep when you are home. How many times a night you light that fist up? I see how much you're pushing yourself. Just trying to keep the peace. supposed to do I didn't ask for the iron fist I'm fighting for what I believe in no matter the cost what are you fighting for trying to do what's right I didn't expect to see you here brother we have family matters to discuss you and Davos you were trained together I fought my brother. There is no changing what happened. 
you feel that you can just walk through this world as if it belongs to you. The Iron Fist is not a weapon to be held, it is to be used. Uh, usually I ask you first, but fuck you. Uh, so, <laughs> I gotta say, funny, like, I watched this trailer and I was like, I've been jaded by season one, but this trailer, this last trailer, which I'm assuming is the last trailer because the show comes out in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it's kind of got me a little hyped. Like, it looks pretty good. So, I'd agree. Yeah. Um, The choreography looks better. Choreography looks way better. Evil Iron Fist, <laughs> Davos, yeah, Red Fist. Yeah, he's got he's got Red Fist. I think still Serpent is his name. Is that what it is? I don't know. Davos. I think he wears purple in the comic though. I don't know. I'm not up on Iron Fist lore. I'm I'm barely up on Iron Fist lore, but I think that's well, you what know it is. more than me. Okay, but I mean at least that gives a better antagonist in the first season. For who was even the bad guy? That that corporation, the, the corporation, and Madame Gao. Didn't he fight him with a gun in the, in the last episode? I barely remember. He didn't fight Davo. Well, they fought a little bit. No, I mean, in the last episode, the last person he fought, wasn't it on the rooftop and it was just the guy with the gun? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he blocked, st- he blocked the bullet with his fist. It's fucking stupid, man. <laughs> I'm like... Fight! Exactly! Yeah. It's Iron Fist! I mean, it's for martial arts, not for yeah, fighting some random be able, rich guy. You do that all the time, then. Well, granted, he can, as of right now, he can only do the one fist, though. He can't do both. Well, hopefully, by the end of this season, he can do both. Like yeah, boss. then just block bullets. Yeah, man. You need to fight fist blowing at all times. Name's Iron Fist. Basically. God damn it. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they learn in, in season two. I'm going to give it a chance. And there's no there's no moment where he's like, I can't get it up. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm having performance issues. <laughs> um, let me ask you, how do you, would you feel about him wearing the the yellow mask with the white? The white like karate gi. I don't know. It looks kind of weird. It looks stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like to be asking for the mask so much. I'm like, but not like that. <laughs> like I wore the mask, but don't wear it like that. Yeah, it looks it looks weird. Like, and I feel like he's only wearing the karate gi. I, I hope by the end of the season he's gonna have the full Iron Fist suit. It makes no sense for why he didn't have that in the first season. But it's like, I hope it's not because well, cause now because he's inspired by Daredevil. Remember Daredevil said protect New York or whatever. Yeah. So that's his motivation to now. wear a mask. Because, yeah, he's inspired by Daredevil. And Daredevil wears a mask. Uh, all right. I'm hoping the reason he's, he's wearing that karate... And this is a flashback that he's wearing that white karate gi. But it's like... I hope he looks more like the Iron Fist from the comic. And I hope he, was, he wasn't wearing with that the, karate with the, gi. With the green? Yeah, with the green. But even if he's shirtless, I hope it's not because he doesn't look muscular. You know what I'm saying? Like, is he wearing the karate gi? Because it's like, if I take the shirt off, I look scrawny still. Well, even in the comic, I hope he, he put has, on some weight. I mean, he has the he has the the whole green on, but there's uh, chest the, is open. Yeah, the chest is open. Yeah. So maybe they might do that. I or mean, maybe not. Even if he does, the, I, I'd be cool with the tracksuit though. If he does the tracksuit, you know, like the, the, you've seen the Bruce Lee version of his costume where it's like yellow. Yeah. I'd be fine with that too. Mm. Better than nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. Beggars can't be choosers, Michael. <laughs> I'm just trying to think how that yellow would look on screen. I don't know. Probably weird. But then it'd probably be better than green because then they won't be able to do any green screen. Mm, true. My thing is, though, you're fighting a, an anti-Iron Fist. Just call him Luke Cage, bro. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> That'd be my first move. Luke, what you doing? Ruin Harlem? All right, come over here. <laughs> nah. Because uh, remember, the, the fist hurts Luke Cage. 
Yeah, but you still double team it. Jump his ass. Jump anti Iron Fist. He's too busy. He's too busy running that hotel. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, those are my thoughts. But yeah, I I enjoy it. So hopefully, yeah, this season is going to end up being better, way better than the first season. It fucking better be, or we riot. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of rioting, so. The fanboys might riot over this one because remember that whole debate we had about is Shuri smarter? It only came from one source, uh, and I was go. a producer. The you know Nate Moore on uh on on uh on Black Panther, and he's not a high level producer. He's just a producer. There's there's only been in three Marvel movies, so you can't really trust his word. <laughs> okay, which. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, however you want to spin it. <laughs> yeah, however you want to spin it. Well, the Russo brothers themselves that came have can't come out and said, yes, Shuri is the smartest MCU character. Uh, they said in a video with uh, The Wired, their quote was, Shuri is the smartest person in the Marvel Universe. No, nothing vague about Nothing vague about it. <laughs> she is the sister of T'Challa and the princess of Wakanda. And she is the brains behind Wakanda's incredibly advanced technology, which we already knew. And so, yeah, that's just them. That was, wait, yeah, that was their whole quote. She's the smartest in the, in the Marvel Universe and blah, 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 the stuff we knew about the, her being the brains behind Wakanda. So, yeah, so for all the people that were, that were just talking shit about she's not smarter than Tony Stark or yada, 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 well, shut the fuck up. The Russo <laughs> brothers have spoken. Well, I can't wait to make a post about this. And then but then again, they're going to be like, well, the Russo brothers aren't Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige didn't say, you yeah. know, it's always going to, they're, yeah. they're always going to move the bar. Because they don't want to accept it. And then it. when Kevin Feige says it, it's going to be something that they're going to move the, well, Bob Iger from Disney didn't say it. Well, it's not even about that. If, if you listen to the fanboys online that talk about this shit, but this is me as the, as they'll the be Black like, Panther well, defender. If Tony grew up with Vibranium, he'll be smarter. It's about their personal bias, their own personal experience. Some people just don't want to accept, like, no, Tony about, made it in a cave. Did you talk about bias two weeks ago? Exactly. So you're biased. Yeah, I'm also biased in my own way, but I'm going by what the obvious facts are. <laughs> These are what the, the people that are in charge are saying. Truth isn't truth. As long as it's what? No, truth isn't truth. <laughs> All right, we're living in fake news country now. <laughs> I mean, well, you don't pay attention to the news. There was a whole thing with Rudy Giuliani where he said that on the news. He said, truth isn't truth. What the fuck does that mean? Basically, he's trying to say, because, you know, the whole stuff going on with Trump and investigation and his... Uh, oh, yeah. Robert Mueller has is, is, uh, implicated him in, like, crimes and stuff like that. He's like, truth isn't truth. And they're like, what does that even mean? They're like, well, if one guy saying this is the truth and another guy saying another truth, what's the truth? Truth isn't truth. That makes no fucking sense. Yeah, that makes no... F they're like, uh, they're like, Mr. Giuliano, you realize it's going to become a meme, right? Truth isn't truth. That doesn't make any sense. He really said that. <laughs> yeah, he said that, and it did become a meme. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was getting to. I was like, truth isn't truth. I mean, it's a certain level of truth to that, <laughs> ironically. But, um... I don't know. It goes back to fans just not wanting a black woman. That's what it comes really down to. I know the internet loves to make fun of me for this. I guess I'm the only big comic book account that talks about black issues really but i'm just like well you're one of the few that are black besides like on um, black nerd comedy yeah Andre. he's not really involved with the instagram community though yeah no but it comes down he's to like youtube but even then he doesn't things talk, he do, doesn't talk politics yeah things do come down to race it's like the people that want to hold that tony stark is smarter for whatever reason 
what it really boils down to is they don't want to accept that a black female is the strong, uh, smartest person in that universe. For whatever, like as if, as if somehow it's like an attack on their own identity. You know what I mean? It's so weird that that people like become so vested in a character that to criticize that character becomes like a slap in the face to them personally. It's like. No, man, it's just the way... Why do I bring race into it, bro? It's not about race. It's just that we've been with Tony longer. We've seen him do a lot of stuff. I've been with Tony longer, too, but facts are facts. <laughs> Quote-unquote facts. Truth is all fantasy. Tr- truth isn't truth. Yeah, truth isn't truth. That's a good way to summarize this. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so moving on. So uh, speaking of another black woman... So, Riri Williams Ironheart is getting her own solo series and not just her taking over Tony Stark's Iron Man series. She's getting her own Ironheart series. Cool. And interestingly enough, it's going to be written by another black woman. Her name is Eve Ewing. And I believe she will become the second black woman in Marvel to write uh, an ongoing comic book series. The first was Roxanne Gay with uh, Worlds of Wakanda. Okay. And now she's the second. And this series is supposed to be dropping in... I think it's supposed to be dro- oh, on sale. And the first issue is on sale in November. So Riri Williams Ironheart. And she has a new costume-ish. This Another is, one? This is a... That costume's whack as fuck, bro. And her face is all exposed. Yeah, I don't like, like You gotta make sure we know she's yeah, black. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell, man? I'm not, I'm not a fan of the costume, but I'm a fan that she's getting her own comic. Yeah, but now, it's exactly why I feared. Once she's not Iron Man, I guess Iron Man's back now. Yeah. She's just Black Iron Woman. That's all. And the fact that they have to expose her, like they have to show her face so you know for sure that she's not Iron Man at all. <laughs> gotta advertise. <laughs> and Spy D's right around the corner too. Watch, uh, it might be. But you know what else is right around the corner? What? He's getting his own movie, his movie, his superhero movie. Who? Well, TV show. So Pennyworth is gonna start streeping these. I forgot about that. Sweeping these streets. Oh my god! The Batman prequel Pennyworth <laughs> starts filming later this year. Teen Titans Go predicted it. <laughs> yes, they did. And the show is going to be centered around a younger, the younger years of Bruce Wayne's beloved butler, Alfred Pennyworth. And it's been ordered to series by Epics. I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, the first season is uh, 10 episodes and it's filming in London. So. Mm, why is this the and thing? It's gonna be made, and it's going to be done by Gotham, Gotham showrunner. Why is this going to be a thing? All right, so I'm waiting for the utility belt because he's gonna start. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna sweep these streets. <laughs> I'm gonna clean the streets. But it's before he's a butler, so I don't know. It's fucking dumb. But of course, they're talking about Thomas Thomas Wayne is gonna have a major role in the show, and he's just he's gonna be set to uh, be Alfred's major ally. But I'm just like, why isn't the show about Thomas Wayne then? <laughs> if he's gonna have a major presence in the show. But yeah, it says the series will tell the story of Alfred Pennyworth in the sixties in sixties London after his after his time serving in the British SAS, which I guess is British Special Special Forces. Yeah. Uh, Batman. Yeah, Batman's father Thomas Wayne will also have a major role in the show as he is set to be a major ally for Alfred. What does this have to do with Batman? 
It's Why Alfred. do we care? That's what has to do with Batman. Why does anyone care about this? It doesn't make sense. It makes a lot of sense. All right. Well, just like Teen Titans Go said, now I'm waiting for the utility belt spinoff. I'm waiting for the he's Batmobile sweep, spinoff. He's sweep these streets. Oh, fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Batman's best friend. <laughs> I mean, just like, uh, I, I think it's been canceled, but like they, they mentioned the Superman show Metropolis, which is about Lois Lane and Lex Luthor before Superman showed up. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Who cares about any of this? Who cares about any of this? Why are they doing but this? But they just want properties and franchises and more shit out instead of just doing, you got a whole bunch of shit with a whole bunch of superheroes that you can do properties with, like... Do a do a solo, I don't know, Aqualad series or Static Shock or fucking even Booster Gold. DC and Sony is making shit nobody wants. <laughs> That's like the bottom line. But like an Alfred series, Silver and Black, Metropolis. Mm-mm. All these things are bad. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Everything you've listened is bad. But speaking of speaking of things that are bad, so I don't wanna. <laughs> Marvel has Marvel was pushing very hard to get Jane Marvel and Kevin Feige, which they're pretty much synonymous, but they were pushing pretty hard to get James Gunn back into the fold, into the Disney uh, the Disney umbrella, mm. and so Disney and Marvel had a meeting while you were gone. A lot of things happened while you were gone. They had they had a meeting, and Disney decided to not bring him back. Like so, this is now final. James Gunn is not returning. For Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume Three makes sense, but it's not. It's still not known if they're going to use the script or not. But even still, they still. I think they got to pay him like a couple million dollar severance package or whatever, not to work. So I mean, I'm like, that's still a that's a cool gig. It would be nice to be get. It would be nice to be paid several millions of dollars not to be not, not to work. Yeah, not to work, <laughs> especially after you, when you got fired. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, once you set a precedent, what are you going to do? You, you show weakness if you double back. And then if you double back, that opens up another can of worms. Cause then it's like you set another precedent of like, oh well, we can make a mistake. But so it's, it's like, all right, how many other mistakes can you make? Yeah, but it's saying sources are saying that they will use this script, but it's not confirmed. But I mean, after all the defending of James Gunn, I had a feeling once those pictures came out, I was just like, mm, I don't think they're gonna bring him back after this. Like, this is another thing on top of that. Oh, the catch the predator party thing? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no one's coming up with accusations or anything. No, it's, no one's coming up with accusations. On... But I was just like, once those pictures came out, I was just like, eh. so I'm not so. So if 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 this came out before the pictures, I would have been like, I'd have still been on the same thing. But now that the pictures came out, I'm like, I can't even, I can't even be mad at, I can't even be mad at Disney because it's like, like I said, this, I can. <laughs> I'm like, this is another thing on top of all the other stuff. So yeah. so in their mind, they could be like, well, we what else is gonna come out? Yeah. That's true. I see what you're saying. I mean, I don't agree with the decision they made, but I can understand it. That's what I'm saying. I can understand it at this point. Yeah. Like, whereas before, I was like, I don't understand it. But now this is another thing on top of that. I mean, they're a family company. They saw the word pedophile. They reacted. I mean, you can't really get mad at them for that. They want to distance themselves, and that's fair. And so with that, you know, now that, now that this, uh, the decision is final for them not to bring James Gunn back... Now, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is on an indefinite hiatus. What? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. I thought it was delayed. I didn't know it was on an indefinite hiatus. Nope. Disney has placed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 on an indefinite hiatus as the company regroups after firing James Gunn as director. 
Principal photography on the third Guardians of the Galaxy film was slated to begin in January or February of next year. However, the timeline has now been pushed out according to sources. Disney what? had not previously announced a release date for the film. Oh, shit. It literally changed the up the entire schedule. The production schedule. was the production hold was described as temporary and a regrouping for Marvel and Disney. Crew members who were prepping for the film for pre-production in the fall have reportedly been let go with the freedom to find other work. Shit. Yeah. So, but I thought they were going to use the script. So why are they on hiatus? I mean, an indefinite doesn't necessarily mean that the movie is canceled, but it just means they don't know when they're going to, I mean, indefinite, they don't know when they're going to come back. So, but why all they need is the director, right? There there might be more than that. They might, I don't know. There might be legal. I don't know. I don't know. So I I can't, I can't even, I can't even speculate. Wow. This is Drax. Drax talking all that shit. So we're like, you know what? Fuck it. We're not even going to make the movie now. How about that? (laughs) Well, yeah, well, speaking of Drax talking some shit. Oh, shit, it's Drax news. There's some Drax news talking some shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, Dave Batista, after uh, Disney made the final decision not to bring him back, he said, thanks, Disney, making America great again. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. They calling, he calling out all of Disney like Trump? Basically. So that's why they were like, okay, well, we're going to fire you. They're going to fire your paycheck. Basically. You're going to fire everybody because you're talking shit. Basically, you know, like Chris Pratt's like, shut the, shut the fuck up. Shut, shh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, basically how we were with Chris Pratt in uh, Infinity War. Like, don't you fucking do it. Don't you fucking do it. That's Word. how he is with, with Drax. <laughs> don't you fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah, indefinite hold. Because that was going to be like the next Spider-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy was supposed to be the, the movies that opened phase four. Yeah, man. And they gotta... I mean, Guardians doesn't feel finished. Like, they need a third movie. I mean, I know it's they not... They definitely need a third, especially after Infinity War. Yeah. And whatever might happen with Infinity... Because, you know, the we don't know about Gamora, but we know the rest of the Guardians are going to fade or come back. So... Hmm. Maybe, maybe, not this, <laughs> maybe, maybe not Drax. Maybe not Drax. Everyone's revived with Drax. <laughs> but they got to finish that story. So, I don't know. I, I don't think they're not going to do a third movie, but... It's probably just gonna be maybe it end up maybe it might end up being the latter the later half of phase four or maybe it might end up being pushed to phase five. That's the, you can't skip a phase of Guardians. That's crazy. I don't know. God damn it! I, I don't work behind the scenes, so I can't. Like I said, I can't. Uh, don't you, I, Michael? I can't, I can't don't even you? speculate. No, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Ask Jamie. She's the she's the real reporter. <laughs> Ask her. Tell her to get her sources. But anyway, so speaking of more. Uh, trash talk well kinda so uh Kelly Marie Tran has finally come out and speak since uh leaving Instagram oh yeah I saw this and so uh basically she said uh in terms of the reason why she left it says their words seem to confirmed what growing up as a woman and a person of color already taught me that I belonged in the margins and and spaces Valid only as a minor character in their lives and stories. And those words awakened something deep inside me, a feeling I thought I had grown out of. The same feeling I had when I was, when at nine, I stopped speaking Vietnamese altogether because I was tired of hearing other kids mock me. Or at 17, when at dinner, where my white boyfriend and his family, 
I ordered a meal in perfect English to the surprise of the waitress who exclaimed, wow, it's so cute that you have an exchange student. Okay. So that was her, that was her quote. And she said, as she finally came out and she also came out and says, you might know me as Kelly, but I am the first woman of color to have a leading role in a Star Wars movie. I'm the first Asian woman to appear on the cover of Vanity Fair. My real name is Loan or Lone, L-O-A-N, which we say Lone, but I don't know how would you pronounce it in mm. her, her, so it might be Loan. And she, so my real name is Lone or Loan, and I am just getting started. So that's her call to call to order. I'm just getting started, bitches, so fuck you and your comments. <laughs> so good on her. Yeah, I'm glad she took a stance. Yeah, I'm making her voice heard, especially with all this other bullshit going around. Yes, take yes. that toxic fan community that's becoming more and more toxic by the day. But yeah, a lot of people of color have have stories like that where people assume they're the help if they're you know showing up at certain events. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> it, 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 it was ironic because it ended up being true, but still I wanted to slap the shit out of this white lady. This is in college. Okay. Where, uh, you know, me being a theater major, we had to perform at a senior citizen's home. And we were doing a show about, like, vaudeville and, you know, how black actors had to, you know, put themselves in blackface and all that. And, so, and like I said, in hindsight, it's funny because it ended up being true, but even still the assumption. Okay. So this old white, this white lady came out and saw us, and she walked up to us, and it was like, you guys are either the help or the entertainment. Which oh. which which one are which ones are you? Whoa, and that's really forward, lady. Yeah, it was, it was racist as hell. But like I said, my point was we ended up being the entertainment because we were, <laughs> we were a theater group. But at the same time, it's like, bitch, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's not cool. It's not cool. It's not that, cool yeah. at all. Granted, like I said, we were the entertainment, but even still, <laughs> but even still, it's like sucking and jiving, Michael. <laughs> That's, that's it's, a, it's still trash. Like yeah, even to come out your face to say that. Yeah, it's true though. <laughs> people, you know, people just look at you and make assumptions. That's the world we live in. It's trash. Not cool. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, sad news for all you Jessica Jones fans. <laughs> all three of you out there. <laughs> there's a lot of them. There's, Did you finish season two yet? There's, there's four of them. Did you finish season two? No, of course not. I'm not part of those four though. <laughs> So uh, Melissa Rosenberg, the showrunner, has left Jessica Jones for an eight-figure Warner Brothers TV deal. So she left Marvel to go to DC, basically. <laughs> I don't know if it's DC, but it's Warner Brothers, so it's probably. Okay. So, yeah. So we don't know who's going to be the new showrunner, but for those people that love Jessica Jones, and she, I mean, she was the showrunner, so she's the reason you loved it. So, yeah, she's gone. And so they're going to look for a new showrunner. Eh, NBD. Last season wasn't that great. <laughs> well, it's not. This news wasn't for you. You're, you weren't a big Jessica Jones fan. I'm more fan than you are. I watched the whole season. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but speaking of something I am a fan of. Okay. So uh, the actress that plays Misande, uh, Natalie Emmanuel, she basically came out and said that uh, this final season of Game of Thrones will be mind-blowing and, quote, incredibly satisfying for fans. There are so many characters and stories that haven't found their conclusion 
So this season is going to be incredibly satisfying for people. It is going to be incredibly exciting and heartbreaking. I feel like people will have their mind blown when they watch the final one. Okay. Heartbreaking. I don't know. What does that mean? Everybody dies. Everybody dies? It's been a joke. It's been a joke that everybody dies. Everybody's going to die. The final season is going to be, you know, uh, kind of like the, the the dream that Tony had where all the Avengers are like lying in corpses. Yeah. That's what Game of Thrones is going to be. Everybody's going to be lying in corpses. I mean, the running joke is like, if you think it's going to have a happy ending, like, have you been paying attention? <laughs> so, oh. Everybody's going to be dead. I can't deal with the level of heartbreak, Everybody, man. Everybody's going to be dead and then fade to black. <laughs> Night King wins. The end. Even, he, even he's gonna be dead. <laughs> he dies. Yeah. Nobody wins. Nobody lives. <laughs> Dragon Except, dies too. Yeah. The only one. The only one that lives is one of those little elf things that helped uh, Bran. Oh, the first people. Were yeah, the first they people. They're the only ones that live. Oh my god. They're the first and the last people. Bruh, if if Tyrion, Arya. I'm even gonna put Jon Snow in there. If if any of, or Daenerys, I don't want any. I don't want anybody to die. Santa, maybe. <laughs> but everybody else. Even die. Jamie. They're all gonna die. Oh, I hope Jamie doesn't die. At least not before he fucks Brienne. He 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 deserves that. <laughs> Somebody's not his sister. Brienne is gonna get with the red the red the red head torment. He deserves it. <laughs> but, uh, We're gonna make giant babies. <laughs> but also with that, the final season. Uh, it's going to be a heartbreaking season for two reasons, because whatever happens in the finale and also because Game of Thrones has been delayed again. So you're not listening. Wait, what? It's delayed again? Jordan's on his phone, not paying attention to me at all. I'm, 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 I'm making a post. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's making a post on my news section, guys. <laughs> hey, I heard everything you said, all right? No, no, no. What did I just say? I literally just responded to it. What did I just say? And now I've lost it. Can we talk about exactly. this? Exactly. You don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, Game of Thrones has been delayed again. But yeah, delayed. Why? Why? And to win. Because of uh, they got to do all the special effects and all that other shit. It's taking longer than they thought. So. Well, these are like massive episodes. These are supposed to be like all. So yeah, so season eight. So the final season was supposed to come out in the first half of, of next year. Okay. But now it's been pushed back to June at the earliest June. So summer. Yeah. That's not bad. But still, it's supposed to come out in the first half. Wait, when does Avengers 4 happen? Because if these things happen too too close yeah, together... Yeah, Avengers 4 comes out in, in like May. So first Avengers 4, then Game of Thrones now? Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's even worse. Because at least if Game of Thrones happened first, I could end on a happier note with Avengers 4. Now it's like... And it, even that's not going to happen. You know someone's going to die. Yeah. Captain America or Iron Man, somebody. Or both. Or both. <laughs> So now it's like we're gonna end on a bittersweet note in Avengers, and then sadness in Game of Thrones. I can't. I'm, oh my god, this is gonna be the year of suicide. That's why it's, it's <laughs> the summer, the summer of sorrow. It's like I've got nothing to live for. Heroes are dead. Everyone's dying. Well, you can look forward to. Well, granted, well, this comes out before all of that. I was gonna say you can look forward to Shazam. That comes out in April. So I get a little happiness before all the sadness happens. Yeah. Okay, where is that? Maybe if it's good. Oh fuck! You, you, can you, 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 could you imagine if that sucked too? If it sucked on top of it, like, oh my god! Come on, DC, I'm rooting for you here. Same thing with Aquaman. If Aquaman sucks, I'm gonna be upset this this winter. Well, speaking of uh, you know, sad news, more sad news. So uh, we already know that Ben Affleck has uh come out and said that he's been struggling with alcoholism. 
and he's been dealing with that. Well, he just recently checked back into rehab, okay, into a a, a live-in rehabilitation uh, center for uh, alcohol alcohol addiction. And so the reason I bring it up is because a to send out well wishes to Ben Affleck, but also this puts into question his role and what's going to happen with the you know DC movies going forward because we don't we never knew if he was involved in Matt Reeves Batman if he's going to be in more uh, movies going forward I think there was a rumor about him showing up in the Flash yeah uh, he also has other movies in the work like in the works like he's uh, directing a movie with uh, that was supposed to be starring Matt Damon. Of course, they're best buddies. Yeah, so all of that is up in the air now because now he's in this li- he's in rehab. live-in rehab center. Because usually, re- like you, what's, what's going on with Ben Affleck, man? Have you seen alcohol his alcohol like, addiction? Is that what's going on? I just said. I just said <laughs> again. Jordan's not listening because he's on his phone. Oh, oh, so I missed something very important. <laughs> well, I know he's going to rehab. Wow. I mean, but have you seen pictures of him recently where he's like? Apparently he he was out recently with some woman that wasn't his current girlfriend. Oh, he has a girlfriend. Yeah, some some producer he was he's been dating, but then he was seen with some Playboy model or something. So it seems like maybe he's he's cheating on her or something. I don't know. This is TMZ, but just like fuck, man. I don't know, but but he went into rehab from an intervention from Jennifer Garner, you know, his ex wife. Wait, so Jennifer Garner gave him the intervention? Yeah, and that's why. Damn. Is that why they broke yeah. up? According to TM... Oh, I don't know why they... I'm not in their personal life, but according to TM... I blame Zack Snyder because he wrote in the story in BVS that Batman was an alcoholic, and now it became reality. I think he was an alcoholic before that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. It was BVS. <laughs> according to TMZ, the trip to rehab was instigated by an intervention staged by Affleck's former wife, Jennifer Gardner, who came to his uh, California home, and yeah, so basically she's the one that staged the intervention. And they said because uh, damn man, I feel so bad for him. It happened after pictures leaked of him online with him showing up or coming home with like a bot like bottles of alcohol or whatever. Wow, so he like wandered home with a bunch of liquor. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's how she found out. She saw it on the internet. That's why he was all puffy in Justice League. The reshoots, anyway. He looked pretty lean in the other shots. Well, yeah, because he was training for it. But then this was month. This reshoot was like almost a year later. Yeah. So he wasn't training. They had to pull him out of a freaking liquor cabinet. Sounds like, fuck, man, it's Batman, dog. This is a dark day. Well, Batman's an alcoholic. <laughs> not uh, real. Well, not the not the the quote unquote real Batman. He drinks ginger ale to make it seem like he's drinking, but he doesn't drink. That's how you stay in peak But physical. that was like a big thing with the BVS version of his character. People were like, why is Batman drinking? Like, Batman never really drinks. But no, he was... that's how you, stay, how you stay... How do you stay in peak physical condition and you're drinking? Exactly. But in, in BVS, he was like, fucking bitches and drinking bottles of liquor. Even fucking Alfred was like, yo, you're, you're gonna empty the wine cabinet, bro. What's going on? You know, I wonder if that was... Was that written in because they knew he was alcoholic? Or like, how the... He's like, he's like Valkyrie. You got till I finish this bottle of... This bottle. <laughs> Just chug the whole thing. Go, 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 go. That's depressing. Well, you know what else is depressing? Oh, fuck. What else? Tom Cruise is the front runner to play Hal Jordan Green Lantern in the Green Lantern Corps movie. Oh, this. Yes. Didn't he turn it down, though? I heard he turned it down. He is going... Well, they're saying he's only going to turn it down... Because he doesn't want to die. He doesn't want to come in to be like the old gristle mentor to John Stewart. 
only to die to, to prop John Stewart up. So they're saying if that's the direction they're going, he doesn't want to do it. That's fine. But I don't <laughs> think the script is written yet. Oh, come on, man. That's ridiculous, man. And that's not to say I'm not a... T- like, I'm not not a Tom Cruise fan, and he's not not a good actor, but I don't want him to be Hal Jordan. Like, what's with them trying to get these older... White, white actors? Well, I mean, if it's Hal Jordan, let him be white, but... But, but why even Hal Jordan? Yeah, like why not? The, why not like Army Hammer or something like no, that? No, no, no. I mean, like why even Hal Jordan? Like why? Because well, they're they doing Stewart? Green Lantern Corps, so they're doing both of them. Mm. I mean, but if they're gonna introduce him as Hal Jordan to die. I like that story more. If, but if they gonna, are, it's not gonna be Tom Cruise because he said he's not. He's not signing. But off I'm, with that. I'm fine with that because I don't want Hal Jordan. Well, I'm to saying be the, Tom Cruise is fine with that. No, fuck him. Because <laughs> I, I mean, like I don't want Hal Jordan to be the main universe's this universe's main Green Lantern. And if it's one, if it's Tom Cruise, well, he's you know, definitely they, gonna be if, the main. If Green they're Lantern. gonna make, if they're gonna have a black guy in it, they have to have a white guy be the be the be the what's the the focal point or whatever the eyes the gateway. Yeah. Well, I like that at least that the. You, gotta, you always gotta attention. have you always gotta have white in it. The white gatekeeper. <laughs> yeah, it's like Jasmine. She's she she's she's a person of color, but she's half white. I'm just saying, if you're gonna do it, I like the original idea of killing him off, so that way it's just like a a segue into John Stewart. But I want John Stewart to be the Green Lantern of this universe. If it, was, if it has to be one, fuck Hal Jordan. He was never my Green Lantern. I grew up on Justice League the animated series, and that's always been John Stewart. Well, all the other people that grew up with Hal Jordan, that's their Green Lantern. So what about them, Jordan? This fuck them. It's your bias. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, I said fuck them all. I mean... But they could say that about you. Isn't that what you said to me two weeks ago? Exactly. <laughs> and the same thing... Like I said, we all have biases. But the same thing with um with Barry Allen versus Wally West. It's like... Especially in cases like for the DCEU, where that's not Barry Allen's character at all. That guy's... Like, Ezra Miller is playing Wally West. Like, why... Why give him the name Barry Allen? Make him Wally West, man. Fuck it. I mean, well, Bendis wrote. There's a whole thing. There's a whole thing about the Bendis Superman run where he had Barry Allen show up, but they gave him red hair. What? Yeah. How? But, but what? they call him Barry. They call him Barry. Was it like a mistake? It was a mistake. Yeah. They fucked up. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so Bendis clearly doesn't know. He don't read comics, obviously. Nah. He don't read DC comics anyway. I don't know. I'm just saying, John Stewart for life. <laughs> Long story short. It's racist, Jordan. What about the white people? <laughs> Don't they have enough? <laughs> you got it all, man. You won. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, the uh, Stephen Amell basically came out and described what the, uh, the first half of season seven of Arrow is going to be. And basically the first half is just going to be called the Supermax arc because he's in prison. And Jordan's still not listening to me because he's on his phone. Supermax arc, he's in prison. I got you, man. <laughs> and so he came out and described it as uh, Oliver is in prison with a bunch of people that he put put in prison. We were fortunate enough to get some people back on the show that you haven't seen in quite a while. We're investigating completely different dynamics within the mythology of the show. And that, it, and that is within Supermax, the director adds. And he says, there's a whole world as you know, within a prison community and we'll see how long he lasts inside there and what and who he encounters while he's in there. It's left open to multiple possibilities as far as characters that could arise. What I've said to other folks is what if Batman got put in prison? And for instance, the Joker was right next door. 
The possibilities are endless. And so he said, I can't say exactly who or what's in there, but it's pretty dark, horrible, and an evil place. We want the audience to not only feel what it's like to be confined in such a destitute place, but I want you to feel what he feels so you'll get the grit. So that's essentially what they're describing the season as. What if Batman was trapped in prison with the Joker? Hmm. Basically the first Arkham game. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Are you interested at all? Do you care? I mean, it sounds, it sounds all right. Are you going to watch it? Of course I'm going to watch it. We're going to review it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm more excited about season seven of Arrow than I am about season five of The Flash. I also am. So, we'll see. I think, I think the trailer is better, too. Eunice actually asked a qu- that question recently on his uh, Instagram page. I'm like, I'm sorry. Arrow looks way more interesting. It looks like it actually is carrying over consequences, just like it did last season from the previous season. The Flash isn't really good about that. <laughs> it isn't at all. But, I mean, it has... I mean, you think about earlier seasons. It hasn't ever been. Like, you think about stuff that happened. Like, for example, when Wally got trapped in the Speed Force. Like, the next episode, he's out. Yeah. It's like... It's so was, weird. It was like, what was the point? Oh, there's none. But anyway, so... Uh, speaking of more uh, Arrowverse news. So, it's been revealed that Superman and Lois Lane are, are showing... Gay. Oh. Well, that, that, that too. Tyler, Heck, Tyler Hecklin's gay for me. Okay, no, it's not. <laughs> I, I got you, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> but Superman and Lois Lane are showing up in the Arrowverse crossover mm. for not just a cameo, but they're going to be in all three episodes. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. So Tyler Hecklin is coming back and whoever they're going to cast for Lois Lane. I'm excited because that means Arrow and him are going to finally meet. Arrow and the Flash. Yeah. Because uh, Grant Gustin confirmed that Superman and the Flash have scenes together. Ooh. Okay, my prediction, when he meets Arrow, they're going to make a Batman reference. They're going to be like, you remind me of a friend of mine. You know, something like that. To allude to Batman. But yeah, he says... Remember this! Kid Prediction said it! (laughs) Well, yeah, he says to see the Flash and Superman together and to be one of the guys in the suits is something I'm definitely pretty excited about. My Hopefully thing, that means that he's going to be in Supergirl more this season too. I, maybe because they haven't announced it. But my thing is, I've, even though he's going to be in all three episodes, I still feel like they're going to diminish his role. Like, well, he's Superman, of course. Well, what? not even, not even. Otherwise, it's like he saved everything. No, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even mean in that aspect. Oh, what do you mean? Like, I mean the fact that he's Superman, but he's still not going to overstep. Supergirl is going to still be more important. Oh yeah, for sure. Like he's not gonna be more important than Supergirl. Yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna be there, but he's just he's just gonna be there. He's not gonna be there to like he's not gonna really be fulfill a more helpful role. Mm-mm. He's gonna be there to prop up Kara, basically. Yeah, they're gonna give him some busy work. Basically, there's gonna be something he has to do away from the group that will help the group, but not directly steal the spotlight from Supergirl. And then it also and then his his role will show why Kara is the more important. Oh, yeah, you know they're going to drill it home somehow. And be, like, they're going to have a side conversation where it's like, you know, Kara, it's really because Kara. of your... Kara. It's really because of your love, or it's really because of who you are as a person. So, it's going to be something to be like, you're better than me. Just so you know. <laughs> so everybody's aware, <laughs> Supergirl's better than me. Yeah, because they've been doing that since the beginning. It's yeah. like, well, they, they, they introduced Superman only to have Kara beat him, you know, defeat him in a fight. Yeah. 
You're stronger than you know. Yeah, Carl. you're stronger, you're stronger than, than me. Yeah, you're stronger than you know. You're stronger than me. And then also for them to push that that whole uh, notion that Car is stronger with the uh, the the um, she's she's also stronger than him mentally. Mm-hmm. When she made that decision to poison poison the world with the silver, so Daxamites can't be there. And he's like, well, if that was Lois, and I wouldn't be able to make that decision. You're stronger than me, Kara. Yeah, it's like. I get it. <laughs> like, I get the shows about Supergirl, but come on. Gotta justify it for the Supergirl fans, man. But it's like, come on. Even the comics doesn't do that. It's like, not, well, it's the, there's, com- a, there's the a Superman com- comic. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, like, there's a Supergirl comic, but even then, like, they don't make it seem like... I mean, there are like times... Supergirl has her place. In Supergirl comics, they do make it sometimes known that she's stronger or has more, or has more potential than Superman. But I saw a funny... I don't know where it was from, but I read a comic panel online where it was like, I don't know, it must have been a Superman comic because it was like, it was them fighting and Supergirl was like, you know I'm stronger than you, right, Clark? And he's like, bitch, you know, I've, I've always held back. <laughs> like, like, yeah, you're stronger because you're like less experienced and you don't hold back as much. But if I really let loose and then he starts beating the shit out of her, I forgot, I don't know where it was from. I'm like, that's my Superman. I'm like, yes. Sure it's not a, it's not, wasn't a, like a, a, a onion type onion parody. Onion type parody. You know the onion? Like a, what? Like the, you don't know the onion where all they do is satire? Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't. It was, it was, it was like a actual real, comic. It was a real comic? Yeah, oh. it was a real comic. Are you sure? It's it's just like in, but it's just who writes it. Cause you know, it's just like in, in the Flash versus Superman, like r- races, where it's like sometimes it's like, I'm just as fast as you, Flash, but then a Flash writer has to be like, uh, no, bitch. Actually, I was never even trying. <laughs> and it's like, I'm way faster now. Just like in the Flash comic we just read. Yeah. They always do that. Yeah. Some writers are like, no, Superman's just as fast. Other writers are like, um, fucking no, he's not. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, that's my prediction. About Superman being diminished, more or less, to prop up Supergirl. Oh, yeah, that's going to happen. For sure. Which is just trash. It can't not happen. Otherwise, everybody would be like, so why do we need you against Supergirl? I mean, Superman's right here. <laughs> but then, but I don't know. Then I also kind of feel like they make this big deal about Superman showing up. But then, and yeah, people are excited about it. But at the same time, it's like, who cares? What do you mean, who cares? Because, because they make it seem... Because again... They make it seem like Kara is way more in terms of like their name recognition, yeah. But they make it seem like Kara and this universe more or less. They make it seem like Kara is the more valuable character. So why would the rest of the like I'm talking like in terms of the universe itself? Why would they necessarily care about uh, Superman showing up? They, even even during like the musical episode, they the Flash and I'm saying a saying a song like I like you way better than your more famous cousin. Even though they never met. Even him. Even though they never met him. And he's not famous in that world. So. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's a whole like, another Earth. Yeah, it's like, so what are you referencing right yeah, now? Yeah, it's like, how do they even know that she even has a cousin? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so that's what I'm saying. Like, when I'm like, who cares? All this like, oh, well, Superman finally gets to meet the Flash. But it's like, does the Flash really, like, does, does the Flash care? Like, he has no real relationship with Superman. He doesn't know Superman in this world. Yeah. So there's no real connection. Like, oh, my God, you're Superman. It's really just oh my god! Your even though I have cousin. a feel, even though I have a feeling they're gonna like retcon like Justice League and play it up like oh my god, you're Superman. Oh, they do that. That's stupid. Because <laughs> like, what what were they enamored by the fact that oh my god, your car's cousin? Like, <laughs> big deal. Yeah, I just assume it's gotta be a threat big enough for them to need Superman. That's all. Like to need another superpowered person because the Nazis weren't like that was a step down from the alien invasion. It's like I mean, oh, the, but the episode I think was a step up. What do you mean? Oh, the episode overall, the quality of the episode oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. overall was a step up, but the, the I agree. The villains, with the, yeah, but the threat was lower. Yeah, because like other than the 
the three, and yeah, the, other than the three uh, Earth X villain heroes, Arrow, Reverse Flash, and the evil Kara, like there was no superpower beings from the fight other than these random Nazi soldiers. But I do wonder what the threat is going to be. Also, considering the fact that the legends aren't going to be part of this crossover. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. And that they need Batwoman hmm. and Superman. Hmm. Anti Monitor. Let's go. You would think they need legends for that, but yeah, I feel like that would be a way bigger threat. Brainiac? They haven't. They don't, used, have, they don't have the budget. <laughs> they haven't used Brainiac in anything though. They just have Brainy. So That's Supergirl. Yeah, possible. If they use Brainiac, they better use the fucking costume from Krypton. <laughs> but it, is, it is interesting now that they're introducing Superman, or they're having him show up in the crossover, and not Batman, but Batwoman. Well, they can't use Batman, can they? Which I don't know how that works. They can't use Batman, either. but they can use Superman. I don't get it. But then they can only use Superman sometimes, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how the the behind the scenes stuff works. Yeah, I don't know how the behind the scenes stuff works either. No, I just I know don't. I want more Superman. Same. Give him <laughs> his own. Give him his own. Sh- let's. And that's not to say get rid of Kara. Like, why can't they both? Wait, exist? is Black Lightning going to be in this crossover? No. That's some bullshit. They don't exist in the same. Well, not that's this, bullshit. As far as far as right now, the Batwoman. Saying, She's not in this, from the Supergirl universe, is she? We don't know. They're saying this. I'm assuming she might be in Supergirl's universe. Mm, maybe. I'm sorry, that's bullshit. But we she... also don't know where, where. We also don't know where is Black Lightning in Supergirl's universe, or is it just a completely different Earth altogether? And I know part of it is the reason, like logistically speaking, like Black Lightning films in Atlanta. All the other shows film in Vancouver. Yeah. So it's way harder to get the shows to cross over when all the other shows are basically filmed on the same lot just give me Jefferson I don't need the whole crew just you know what I'm saying but even then that's still like cause cause even with the crossover they have to film oh simultaneously they're filming simultaneously so having him mm. flying back and forth between Vancouver and that's Atlanta point. that's makes it harder logistically nope racism <laughs> <laughs> that too <laughs> and like I said before I was like I don't want them to cross over right now. Like I'm good. Black Lightning is on another tier right now. Yeah. I don't want them. I don't want them to fuck it up. But they keep advertising it like it's gonna crawl. Like when they do the CW promos, they have Black Lightning in there with the rest of the cast. I just want to see it. You know what I'm saying? Give Give me a veteran black hero on that team. Superman. <laughs> he's not black. What? <laughs> he, but he's still a veteran. <laughs> okay. But you know what I mean. <laughs> but uh. Speaking of a veteran hero, he's not black, but George, you still might like it because it's not too black. It's not too black? What is it? So, Brendan Fraser has been cast as the lead in Doom Patrol. And he's going to be playing, da-da-da, are you ready for it? The infamous Robot Man. Yeah, <laughs> the role that only Brendan Fraser could play. Only Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Did you, you didn't know that? Uh no. <laughs> but uh, uh, where is it? Uh, yeah, Cliff Steele. It says Cliff Steele is a former race car driver who, following a terrible accident, finds his body uninhabitable, only for Doctor Calder to build him a new robotic body. Cyborg Fraser, <laughs> who's also going to be in that show. Frazier is I mean, expected- yeah, a bunch of robot people. So yeah, Frazier is expected to appear in flashbacks as Curtis before his accident, and he will also provide the voice of Robot Man. So I guess what 
CGI character, and if he's just providing the voice. Oh, it says Riley Shanigan will be in the full body suit and perform all the physical physical parts. So he's playing in the he's playing his human side, and when he's Robot Man, he's just providing the voice. So kind of like a Darth Vader, uh, James L. Jones thing. So it's not a permanent change. It's like a you can switch back and forth kind of thing. No, no, no. The the permanent the body him being Robot Man is permanent, but they're gonna be flashbacks to him before he became Robot Man, and that's gonna be played by Brendan Fraser himself. Oh wow! So he's literally he, just the voice on it. But then, what, well, he's doing both. He's playing his pre pre superhero self. But then, when he's a superhero, he's just doing the voice. But I mean, how much flashbacks are they gonna do? I don't know. Hmm, interesting. It might be one every episode, like Arrow. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Especially to get somebody like Brendan Fraser, they probably have to have him enough to justify him coming to the, to the show. Or maybe. It might be the opposite because he's like, I don't want to do a whole bunch of episodes. So get, put me in like three episodes and I'll just do the voice. I don't hmm. know. We'll see. So, uh, what else? So Still not looking for that show at all, though. <laughs> me either. I don't care about Doom Patrol. I'm not looking forward to it either. Well, you know what else I'm not looking forward to? In the world of reboots... All these shows are getting a reboot. Facts of Life, Maude, Jefferson's, yada, yada, yada. Well, more new. Buffy getting a reboot. Roswell's getting a reboot. Well, you know what else is getting a reboot? What? I Dream of Genie? Oh, wait. Yeah, that is the right song. That wrong, wrong, wrong theme song. Okay, so you don't even know. Wow. Wait, what's the theme song? That's I Dream of Genie, right? Yeah, that was I Dream of Genie. But what's the... Wait. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> that was a total epic fail. <laughs> What's the theme song? Hold up. That chick was hot back in the day. I was a kid and I was like, man, she's hot. <laughs> Let me look it up. Wow. Wow. <laughs> He's like, I gotta get the theme song. Oh. Oh, was that Bewitch? Yes. Oh, wow. That's that's when she would like wiggle her nose? Yeah. Oh, wow. They had a thing with women with superpowers back in the day. Like for sitcom shows or whatever? Yeah, Bewitched, I, Jimmy Genie. Yeah. Uh, I think there was another one. It kind of even trickled down a little bit into some of our shows, like um, Alex Mack. Yeah. But uh, Bewitched is getting a reboot. And <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's going to be uh, uh, done by blackish creator Kenya Barris. Okay. And, of course, because they always got to do it, Samantha... Uh, or the, the 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 Stevens, it's now going to be an interracial couple, and uh, Samantha is basically going to be a literal black girl magic, and basically, so she so she's the black person. Yeah, she's black. Oh, so the witch is black. Interesting. And basically, the premise of Bewitch is going to be uh, Samantha is going to be a hardworking black single mom who happens to be a witch marries Darren, a white mortal who happens to be a bit of a slacker. They struggle to navigate their differences as she discovers that even when a black girl is literally magic, she's still not as powerful as a decently tall white man with a full head of hair in America. So that's going to be the premise of the Bewitched. Interesting spin on it? Mm. <laughs> He's like, no, it's not. <laughs> Yeah. My, my okay. I say that to try and compliment it, but my actual thoughts are like, why, <laughs> why, why bother? Why bring it back? Why bother? Why bring it back? And then, 
what's with this this take on it <laughs> to make it different because otherwise what's it about just a, a wife that has powers basically you know what i mean like that the show wasn't really about anything other than like she just have weird antics with her witch grandmother was you know visit every once in a while and then she would just make life a hassle for her husband but, but i mean granted it's a product of the 60s but that made it that's what made it fun because i mean back then like women were just supposed to be housewives yeah, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a product of its time. Why bring it back? Exactly. To reinvent it. Like, it's, it's stupid. Why bring that back? Why bring back the facts of life? Uh, facts of we life. didn't talk about this, but there was a, the trailer for the new reboot of Roswell dropped. I was like, what? Oh, it did? Yeah, I was. I didn't care. I saw it. I was like, I don't care. I watch Roswell. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I didn't watch Roswell, but even then, I was like, Oh, you didn't? No, yeah. but you, didn't, this, you didn't miss much. I've, I've seen some of it, but I was just like, this looks like literally the same show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's lame. So, yeah. <laughs> Hollywood just trying to milk us of our money by using nostalgia, man. That's, that's what it's come down to now. I'm just like, what? give me another story with a black woman as a witch. Give me black witch story. There are plenty of them. Black liberation. <laughs> Nope, she's got wiggle her nose. <laughs> but anyway, so we got a composer that said they, they were done with superhero movies, but he's coming back to do another superhero movies. So Hans Zimmer just uh, was announced to be the score, the scorer slash composer of Wonder Woman 1984. So if we know one thing, it's going to sound fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. Because he's the one that came up with the... But he didn't score the... Wait, uh, Hans Zimmerman did that? Hans Zimmer, not Zimmerman. Zimmer? Yes. Hans Zimmer did the Hans theme Zimmer song? and Junkie XL. Oh, right. Okay, well, I'm about to say, I thought it was another person too on that. So yeah, Junkie XL. Yeah. Okay. So, he didn't, but he didn't score Wonder Woman, but he's coming back to score the sequel. Mm. Even though he said he was done with superhero movies, but... Because BVS broke him, <laughs> but apparently they threw they threw some money at him or something. Uh, maybe he man. saw Wonder Woman was the only property that actually fucking was decent. Yeah, so it was like, all right, for this one. So yeah, so he's coming. He's out. He's just like Jay Z. He's come out of retirement. Just give me a moment as emotionally resonant as the No Man's Land scene again, Wonder Woman, and I will call your sequel a success. Because that that scene still makes me cry, and the fact that they had to convince the studio to actually do it is fucking ridiculous. Did you, did you read that? I'm the one I told you about I mean, that. we talked about it, but they released more information about it recently where it was oh, like, they no. didn't understand how the scene would play without a villain for her to fight. Oh, like, wait. Yeah, I told you that too. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, well then, I tell you mind. everything you know. <laughs> if, you, if you have to tell me something, I probably told you about it. Who's my father? <laughs> I am. Oh my God. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> Jordan. <sighs> I am your father. <laughs> it can't be true. <laughs> We're like the same age almost. So it makes no sense. Are we? Uh, yeah. I'm, I am older. Like by two years. Yeah, that's still older. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> time travel. Time travel. Oh, bro. time travel. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Well, you know what else makes sense? Kind of. Zendaya is taking all the roles from the redheads. White redheaded women. Oh, oh, Some, under the sea, yep. under the sea, so, darling, it's hotter under the water, under the sea. Yeah, so there's a rumors 
that uh, Zendaya was offered the leading role to play Ariel in The Little Mermaid. Okay. So what do you, th- would you like that? Yeah. I mean, just give her red hair. She's beautiful. I'm biased, Jordan. Am I? <laughs> She's taking all the, the the lead redheaded roles, but you know, hey, whatever, man. If she, I've seen the photoshops, or are they photoshops of her hair being red? They might be. I think yeah. they're photoshops. Yeah. But she looks fucking good with red hair, and she is sexy. So yeah, I mean, and I saw someone. I think Boss Logic made a an edit or something of it. He did. And like someone was like, like, oh, she's black. But he was like, and this is the case I would have made too. Um, mermaids aren't a race, so they don't have to be white. They do. And she's so light-skinned. Like, they do. Whatever. They have, they have to be white. There's no sun under the water, so how does she get the melanin? She's a fish person. <laughs> There's already no science to back that up. So then she should be fish-skinned, which is, which is pale. Or maybe she should have scales like a fish. <laughs> but no one wants to see that, so... I mean, Shape of Water did win an Oscar. Fish porn. So people do want to see that. <laughs> I also want to see her rail a dude with her fish vagina. <laughs> That's realism. It is. <laughs> Just like the shape of water. Wow. You know what else is realism? What? The fact that this is real. What's real? Death Note is getting a sequel. Oh God! Yeah, I and saw I don't mean this. and I don't mean the anime. No, you mean the fucking <laughs> the, the movie. Terrible Netflix version. White privilege. That's all I have to say about There's no explanation. Death Note 2. For how that was greenlit. Jordan, white privilege isn't real. Isn't it? No, it's not real. This this is concrete proof that it's real. What 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 rights? Uh, I, this is, I had a debate. I had a debate with one of our followers about this. Really? <laughs> about, I'm not going to say, but yeah, that white privilege isn't real. But what rights do white people have that we don't? That's, so how does, how does a white privilege... What? It's not about what rights you have written yeah, in law. I, I know. That's what I said. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's all about unequal treatment. Like, I'm surprised you think white privilege is real because you guys come across as pretty conservative on the podcast. I was like, no. That's Wait, we do? I was like, no, Jordan does. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not, though. He's like, you guys come across as more conservative as you might think. I was like, no, that is Jordan. <laughs> I try to be fair and balanced, but if I come across okay, Fox News. <laughs> oh no, that's exactly the way they say it too. <sighs> too much Joe Rogan, man. That's my problem. Oh, yes, that's what I was told. Um, but no, that's ridiculous. Of course, it's white privilege. <laughs> but in this, come on, why? Why does this exist? There's no reason for Death Note two to exist. Because we can't have a Man of Steel two. Death, but Note, Death 1, Note two exists. Death Note one was so awesome that you got to do a part two. No, it was great. No. It was like the best thing Netflix has released. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it's like one rung. I don't even know it's better than Neo Yokio. At least Neo Yokio is ridiculous. So I wouldn't even say it's better than Neo yes, Yokio. I would rather watch Neo Yokio. I think I would too. Than fucking Death Note. And Neo Yokio was garbage. <laughs> Hot garbage. Yeah, fuck that shit. I can't, I can't believe they greenly like a fucking Death Note too. Death Note is like lava garbage. <laughs> About what? They already raped the comic. What was there? They got to make about near and mellow now. The well, two they, they never finished. It. He never got caught. Yeah, that's true. It was left open. Wait, did L die in that? I don't remember. Uh, the black ridiculous. I know L. who you're talking about. I don't think he died. Okay, so I guess there's still more shit to do. Unfortunately. 
No, I think if I remember correctly, which I've wiped it out of my I mind. I barely remember so the ending. I think he found one of I think he found a page of the death note at the end. That's right. He went through his shit like a maniac and found a piece of the death note. Gotta hate that fucking ending. It was such trash. I hate them. And granted, and this is funny because I saw the movie before I watched the anime, but now that I know the anime, <laughs> I'm just like, this shit is garbage. <laughs> I mean, there's you know, it's making it's, there's making something your own, and then they're just like shitting all over the. No, material. they fucking had diarrhea. All like their anus fell out. That's how bad. <laughs> What's it called? Prolapse, <laughs> prolapse, prolapse anus. Whatever. All over that. So bad. Terrible. They they mocked, and it's just it made me so mad. It was a black L, and I defended that choice, but they ruined L's character. They made it. L's like the definition of cool and calculated. This motherfucker was the most emotional, most like fucking out of pocket, ridiculous character. They made L look so bad. And and it was a black guy, which made it even worse. I'm like, oh my God. Do the character justice at least, man. Come on. I mean, to be fair to that, at least it it wasn't his fault. No, no, no. I'm not saying it was his fault. I'm just saying it's unfortunate that they made L black and then on top of that ruined L's character. So it didn't even... Like the the casting wasn't even put in a good light because of that. But on the flip side, at least they made light white, and his character was ruined too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Remember when they decided to use a Japanese name to throw them off the scent? How racist is that shit? We'll use a Japanese name. They'll never expect a white guy now. <laughs> like I mean, it's not like it's not real. I mean, CB Sabluski and Marvel. But that made it so much worse. He went under a Japanese pseudonym for years. He's a white guy. But it was the same thing as the choice in um, Ghost in the Shell, where it was like, okay, you recast to make the Japanese protagonist not Japanese, but then they throw in the plot point that she used to be Japanese until she was whitewashed into a, a robot white body. I'm like... Don't even put that detail in, man. You you hurt your case. <laughs> like, just come on. Uh, stupid. So stupid. Well, Jordan. What? More reboot news. Were you a fan of Veronica Mars? Uh, I guess. No, not really. You're trash. The singer? What? Who's Veronica Mars? Who the fuck is Veronica? That's Bruno Mars, you dumb cunt. Oh my god. <laughs> Why did you become cable just now? <laughs> you dumb fuck. <laughs> Wait, who's Veronica Mars? The 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 show. The detective show. Do I with I Kristen I, Bell? I don't watch that. You're trash. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I said this is Bruno Mars, you dumb fuck. <laughs> no, I said you dumb cunt. Okay, that was even worse. This is hurt my feelings. Okay. Anyway. Veronica Mars is getting revived for, for the people that aren't like Jordan and aren't trash and do know what Veronica Mars is. Ow, it's getting feelings. revived. It's getting revived at Hulu where Kristen Bell, obviously, because she is Veronica Mars, slated to return. And it doesn't say when the series is set to come back. But if it's anything like the show, I'm excited about this because I liked Veronica Mars and I thought it was canceled way too prematurely. And I enjoyed the movie that came out a couple years ago. Okay. So for it to come back, I'm like, all right, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what adult Veronica Mars is like. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. No, you're not. You didn't even watch the original. <laughs> I was trying to be supportive. <laughs> it's trash. You asshole. <laughs> 
Anyway, so uh, also with that, Hulu also announced that uh, Runaway Season 2 is coming out in December. Sweet. So the end of this year. And uh, Crossing over Cloak and Dagger, right? No. Oh. <laughs> so now there's talks of uh, Buffy kind of officially becoming a Disney princess, even though I guess technically she is because Disney bought Fox and Fox <laughs> now owns Disney. Well, she's I not mean, a princess. She's, she's going to be a Disney princess. How? Because she's a woman. She had to marry a royalty. She's the, she's the queen of the slayers, or she's the ruler of the slayers. She's a princess. That You're making shit up now. You're making up titles. <laughs> she's a Disney princess. <laughs> so, yeah, so because of that, you know, the whole Fox-Disney acquisition, Yeah. Uh, the ongoing comics that's going on with Dark Horse, Dark Horse has now lost their license to produce Buffy comics. Really? Yes. Okay. And Firefly comics, because more than likely they're going to go to Marvel. Mm. So, like I said, so will there be Buffy Marvel now, Buffy crossovers? That's possible now, right? I mean, technically, but there's no Star Wars. Just oh. like, just like there could be, just like there could be Star Wars Buffy or Marvel crossovers, but there aren't. Yeah, but Star Wars doesn't fit as well as like. A Not bit. that it's Buffy. What are you talking about? The fitter with Blade, like that's that could fit in the same kind of a Daywalker and a Slayer concept. I guess, but the mythology of that isn't the same. That'd be cool. I would love a Buffy Blade cross- crossover. You wouldn't? I mean, I would. I'm just trying to think how would it work in terms of the... What, the continuities? Yeah. I mean, you'd have to reboot the Buffy universe and have it set in the Marvel universe, but same. I think the concept would work. Have her beat the shit out of Morbius. <laughs> yeah. And Dracula's in the Marvel universe. Don't you know taint, what I'm saying? Don't taint it. I want to see Buffy and Blade hang out. <laughs> I mean, it'd be cute for like a one-off. Yeah, man. Yeah. Disney princess. Again with this princess shit. She's not a royalty. Buffy's a Disney princess. Yes, she is. She's the royalty of Slayers. That's not a thing. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. She's a Disney princess. All right. So, yeah. So, this, this is definitely going to be the final season of Dark Horse now that they, their rights have been taken away. But now it kind of mm. makes me wonder, because it's uh, Firefly and Buffy. I'm like, what the fuck? Because Dark Horse, Buffy was one of their like biggest selling uh comics i'm like so now i'm like what the fuck does dark horse what else does dark horse have i don't know <laughs> i don't read dark horse comics like that so i can't even say buffy was the only buffy and angel and that's being taken away too so i'm oh. like that's the only thing i read from dark horse i'm like i don't know what else they have Ooh. come on comic book guy <laughs> you should know this exactly they don't have nothing oh okay <laughs> but uh what else so Paul Walker's brothers, they want to see Paul Walker return for the Fast and Furious franchise, his character. And basically, in my mind, I think they just want another check, <laughs> which is fine because, you know, they they did they portrayed Paul Walker's character in the final one to get the last footage. Yeah. And they just basically uh, uh, CGI'd. His, the, his face over it yeah. during that final scene. But they just basically like, I just hope we get to, get to, I don't know, have a little cameo and bring Paul back to save the day. And I get to help create that again. That's my dream because you got paid for it. <laughs> and, I, and I hope we, and, I, and of course it's me being an asshole. But, Clearly. And I, hope, <laughs> and I hope we get to do that in one, one of the future movies. So I bring that up to pose the question, would you like to see that? Like a CGI, Brian show up again 
even mm-hmm. even as a cameo. But now that I've seen Henry Cavill in Justice League, I'm like, I don't want to see that messed up fucking uncanny valley face. But then you also saw Michelle Pfeiffer in Ant Man. True. I don't really need Paul Walker anymore in the franchise. Like, let him have that be his out. That was a good way to close off his character, driving off into the sunset with diverging roads. You know what I mean? If you know, kind of. I mean, it was, it was, but then the excuse kind of is like it doesn't make sense. Like he has a family now, so he shouldn't be in this life. But now Dom has a family now, but he's still in the life. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I mean, it's even like when are they even gonna do a Fast and the Furious? Are they gonna? That is a great question. Because yeah, the Rock because is of the taking whole Tyrese, over. Yeah, shit. Yeah. The Rockle. That shit is done, dude. <laughs> whenever, whenever the series kicks off again, he wants. Paul Walker the character to show up again. That's ridiculous. I don't think they should do that. Let him die. You know what I mean? They're not going to do that for Leia. Why do that for Paul Walker? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like I said, because he wants to get more money. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. (laughs) Not worth it. Uh, But uh, speaking of something else that's not worth it, Suicide Squad 2 has apparently been pushed back because uh, DC is now prioritizing other movies over Suicide Squad 2. Uh, as like they should. The Joker. Mm, except for that. Birds of Prey. Mm, and that, actually. <laughs> it's like, fuck, man. I was like, good direction. Bad direction. <laughs> like, <laughs> God damn it. And third on that list is The Flash. And fourth on that, that list. should be first. <laughs> fourth on that list is The Batman. No. The order <laughs> is all fucked up in this. <laughs> and then the, also the other Harley Quinn movie. So because, so because our Suicide Squad has been delayed for those movies, that allows Will Smith to uh, now now it's like really confirm confirm that Bad Boys Three, uh, what's it called? Bad Boys Three, Bad Boys for Life is now the official title. <laughs> he's gonna, he's he's getting to work on that film. So so because of the delay with Suicide Squad, so now Bad Boys for Life is now slated to come out in January or twenty twenty. Okay. I'm and fine with that. If I was going to pick between Suicide Squad 2 featuring Will Smith and a Bad Boys 3 featuring Will Smith, Bad Boys for Life, baby. And now, uh, also with the delay, because uh, Will Smith is uh, shooting between two different movies, Bright, the, the Suicide Squad 2 delay is also giving him time to shoot Bright 2. Why? Why is that a sequel as well? Because it was... What Netflix. the fuck, Netflix? It was Netflix, one of Netflix's most viewed... Oh, that's right. It's not because of fucking Bright. It's because of Will Smith, it's man. It's because of Will Smith. Like, oh. <laughs> but Bright 2 is coming. Nah, I just hope it's better than... God damn, that first one sucked. <laughs> Bright 2 is coming in another Harley Quinn movie. <laughs> uh, but not Suicide Squad 2. Uh, but it's saying, hopefully we'll learn more about it in the very near future. Hopefully not. <laughs> I can wait. Hopefully not. <laughs> All right, so finally, I'm only bringing this news up because I want your opinion. Okay. So, there is an actor named Jack Whitehall. This happened uh, while you were away. All right. So, this is... <laughs> because I was a different country or something. <laughs> you, were, you were in a different country. Okay. That's the guy? That's the guy. So, basically... He's got piercing blue eyes. He is kind of hot. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, you did. You said he's kind of hot. You want to make out with him, don't Is you? that what I said? Yeah, it, 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 it's what you're thinking. How do people say we're conservative? <laughs> I'm the one that's saying these words. But anyway, so basically he's been cast as what Disney is calling 
the first openly gay character in a Disney movie, which I'm just like, I mean, because I guess if you think about Beauty and the Beast, he wasn't was, necessarily. Yeah, I was about to say he wasn't necessarily openly gay. Yeah, LeFou, whatever his name is. Yeah, but I don't know how true that. But they're saying it is. So okay. He's the first major openly gay character in a Disney movie. But and the article says, yeah, tell that to Ursula though. <laughs> but so the movie is going to be called Jungle Cruise, and it's going to be starring, of course, The Rock. Yeah, I've heard him working on this. And it says the film is loosely based on a roller coaster. That's it. It's a Disney theme park ride or something? Yeah, so kind of like that Tomorrowland shit. Yeah, okay. So they're making a movie based on that. All right. Never rode that ride, so I don't know anything about it. And uh, so, yeah, so basically the article is saying that he's going to be the first openly gay character in a Disney movie. So the reason I bring it up is because there's controversy about his casting. Why? Because he is a straight actor Mm. playing a gay role. Mm. And so everybody is, uh, you know, talking about, you know, it's queer erasure and, uh, you know, people are saying, why is it not acceptable for Scarlett Johansson to play a trans character, but it's acceptable for this guy to play a gay guy and like an openly gay guy an openly gay guy but then there's also a flip side where people are like nobody threw a hissy fit over Love Simon with Nick Nick Robinson he's uh, openly straight and he played the leading well I did <laughs> I remember how I was like wait he's not gay then why is he the main character in this <laughs> he's, he's playing a leading you know the leading gay actor yeah but nobody nobody had a problem with that cause it was a gay movie somebody cared <laughs> or uh then, then it's like it's so it's back and forth with with that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, another actor, Guy Pierce, basically came out and said, "I do think it's dangerous. Personally, I feel like in any of this sort of stuff, you have to take each situation. We copped a bit of flack at a time when I played a drag queen alongside fellow straight actors Hugo Weaving and Terrence Stamp in the Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert." Why? Why they were like? Why are there sh- three straight actors playing three gay roles? It's a different subject to get into. I think resilience is going to go. I think resilience is going out the window, which is a shame. People love to be offended, which is a really offensive thing to say. Somebody is going to be offended by me saying that. Everybody has something in themselves they feel is fragile, delicate, misunderstood, and not heard, and we want that part of ourselves to be heard. We're not relating to each other. We're just all going. I need to be heard now, and I'm going to be offended until I'm heard. <laughs> and if you cast that person in that role, I'm not heard. Therefore, I'm offended. Therefore, that's wrong. End of the conversation. What's happening to us? I, it's like we're all fluctuating in the world as it's... Wait. It's like we're all fluctuating in the world as if it's road rage, and these are our cars, and we're behind the safety glass of Twitter and mm. all that stuff. There are a lot of people who are hideously offensive out there and that needs to be addressed but Mm. there's a whole gamut of stuff and people jump on bandwagons and it's really hard for all of us to know what's to do so basically Mm. he's like this whole this whole thing is very dangerous territory to demand that hollywood only give queer roles to queer actors well i think it comes down i know you're not gay so but (laughs) but at least the spectrum. <laughs> at, at least, at least, well, everybody. At least you claim you're not gay. Ow! <laughs> but everybody in Blur Vision Land knows 
Because you said it a plenty of times. Everybody sucks a little dick. <laughs> did I say that? Yes, you did. <laughs> oh, wait. I, you said it. I agree with you. Everybody sucks a little dick. Everybody sucks a little dick. Um, I mean, he makes yeah, valid I, but, points. But, but my point was, I know you're not gay, so you don't really have a dog in this fight, but I still wanted to get your opinion. And then you would say your opinion? Yeah. Okay. Um, He makes some valid points. And I think a lot of what he's talking about in terms of like the the current like in, in landscape of social media, I think it's having an effect on our culture in a way that everyone feels like everything should be tailor made to them. And I think that goes, like, it goes into like our internet culture in general nowadays, like especially of like YouTube and stuff. It, you can find your niche, whatever your interests are, whatever it is you want to represent yourself. You can find that somewhere in the world. Now it's easier than it was 10 years ago without the internet. <coughs> so I think it just go, it goes to this mentality now where, Everybody wants the world to represent who they are. And there's a lot of conflicting, like, uh, desires when that happens, especially in, like, you know, big Hollywood budget movies and stuff, because everybody wants to see themselves represented in some way. And in the past, you know, you could have white guys be Asian characters. Like, people would dress up in yellow face, people would dress up in blackface. Now it's socially acceptable because that outcry for representation wasn't there. But now there is one. So I would say now. I think it is appropriate to ask for representation, especially for underrepresented groups like, you know, people within the LGBT community. So I think it's fair in cases like this where, especially when a character is being herald, like, is being like openly championed as like one of the first major gay characters in a motion picture or a Disney motion picture. I think it's even more important for that, that character to be betrayed by somebody who actually understands that lifestyle and that culture and that, you know, there's more to it than just like, I'm gay and let me play this character. I feel like just like how you would want, you know, if it's a Japanese character, you would want a Japanese person to play that role. I think this is the same thing. But Jordan, this is acting. You don't ask for a murderer to play a murderer in a movie. No, but I think it should be done within reason. And I think it's very reasonable to ask for... I don't think it's reasonable to ask for a murderer to play a murderer. Isn't it though? No, it's not. You don't want to work with a murderer. But in the... Uh, you you know, get an authentic performance. <laughs> I gotta believe that motherfuckers can kill me at any second. Or there's no truth in this art. But it's not. that's not... Obviously, it's not realistic. But something like this, I think it's very reasonable to be like, okay, well, I think a, a gay character should be betrayed by somebody who's homosexual. Like, why, and why is that so hard? And if, you're, if the argument comes down to, the argument of like, who's more popular, like for like, oh, we need to get a big name in there. But he's not a big name. Oh, no, I'm just saying in general. Like, if that's ever an argument, that argument is super weak. Like that, especially nowadays of like, brands becoming more important than individual celebrities. Um, that's, that's an argument is invalid, but especially when you get down to like, oh, well this character, like it, it makes more sense for that, uh, person to represent that world. And I, if, if the argument, if the argument is who's the better actor, like, oh, we're not basing it on sexuality, we're basing it on like who came in audition, who's the better actor that I think in that pool of actors, it needs to be like, you know, people that represent that character who are within the homosexual community. It needs to be the best actor from that pool. I don't think it's that difficult. If you're going to narrow it down to be like, we need to find a white guy, you but can narrow it down. But also at the same time, like, though, but how, do you, how would you gauge that, though? Because for the most part, there aren't a whole lot of openly gay actors, at least, like, that are, like, not necessarily well-known, but that are known out there. 
Like a lot of them are in the closet. So how do you know? And you're not allowed to say, well, are you gay? Or if you do, they can say, they well, can say, what? no, you went the role? they can say, no, I'm not. If you went the role, you gotta be openly gay. <laughs> put that in the job description. Looking for gay male actor. Don't gotta put a race. Don't gotta put anything else. Just gay male. And that's your pool. Whoever responds to that ad. I think. I don't know. What do you think? Well, <laughs> I'm of two minds of it. Because I get what he's saying. And, you know, being that I'm all types of minorities, I'm black, I'm gay, and I'm left-handed. <laughs> I was like, you're not all types, you're not female. <laughs> I'm all types of minorities. I'm okay. left-handed. Left-handed? Yes, yeah, so I have to write. You ever lose any jobs because you're left-handed? I did. <laughs> what? <laughs> Welcome to right-hand world. What hand do you use? Left. Get out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They told me to get out, never come back. <laughs> you're blacklisted from right-hand world. <laughs> Had it right on desk, right-handed desk. Where the, the the elbows over here, but I'm writing over here. <laughs> Fuck the right-handed people. Discrimination. <laughs> but uh, I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> well, you said you represent all minority groups. No, so. I said I said I said I have I said I have minorities in me. Okay, I have many minorities in me. Okay, black, gay, and left-handed. But yeah, so I, like I said, I'm of two minds of it, especially considering the fact that I am an actress. Okay, and so. Like, I get what Guy Pierce is saying in the sense that it, it is entering into dangerous waters to, to say that only, you know, somebody that necessarily represents that spectrum of whatever it is should only be able to play that role. Because, for example, it, it, and, and he, this is taking it on the flip side, and then I, could, then I would use that argument because I would say I get the argument, but on the flip side, like me being gay... I don't only want to be told, which is if if I was being directed by you, Jordan, straight. If I was only being directed by Jordan, I would only be able to play gay roles. No, but see, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like for underrepresented groups, straight is not underrepresented. Like you should be able to play a straight character because that's like, like that's that's not underrepresented at all. You know, I mean, you shouldn't be excluded from something that is more ubiquitous like that. I think. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, just just as an example. Yeah, I don't. I I wouldn't want that to. So I wouldn't. So even as a straight actor, like if I'm if I was a straight guy and I was open to playing a gay role, I don't. I wouldn't want to be told I can't do it because I'm not gay. Mm-hmm. Like if I if I if I if I can embody that, why can't I? You know, why can't I play? I'm not a murderer. But that's a slippery slope because then it's like, well, I can embody a black person. <laughs> like I grew up in the hood. I all my friends but, know I'm black. Like you know what I mean? Like but that's that's a whole difference. She said you're gonna play a race. Then the argument's the same. I feel like I should be able to do whatever I want because it's the same thing about saying I've never murdered anybody, but I'm playing a murderer. Like yeah, I'm not attracted to men, but I can play. I can play an attraction to men. So I mean, I get that argument. But on the flip side, but on the flip side of that, going going to what you said, there is an underrepresentation of not only gay actors but also gay actors playing meaty gay roles. More times than not, when it's a major gay role and not just a stereotype, it's always given to a straight actor. You think about mm-hmm. like Brokeback Mountain. There you go. Or. Uh, the Oscar one, the Oscar movie that was nominated, uh, "Call Me, Call Me by Your Name," with Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet. They played gay lovers. They're both straight actors. That's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm referring to. I mean, there's not gonna. I, I feel like our culture wants like a clear black or white answer. Yeah, like Love Simon, not- Love Simon, straight actor. But but when it comes to like the flamboyant role, even the 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 the, the there was always because there's always one. There's always got to be a flamboyant gay guy in these types of movies. But Crazy Rich Asians, 
Okay. I didn't watch that. Well, yeah, but you, who cares? But <laughs> it, was, it was a good movie. But yeah, flamboyant gay guy played by a gay guy. It's like when it, when it comes to like the minor stereotype role, that's when they want to get a gay actor. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like the meaty roles, the one that, that you know, that might get nominated for an actor, yep. that's when they want to look for the straight character. Cause it's like, and then also on top of that, it's like, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm trying again podcast of lost words <laughs> but there, there's like a, a a stand not a stand that's not the word I want to use but there's like a it's not a precedent but there's like a, a I'm trying, I can't think of the word but there's like a, a thing that they have for straight actors a, not a double standard but I guess I could say, say double unspoken standard but that's the closest unspoken but, rule no but uh-huh. double standard is the closest thing I can get to it but there's like a double standard where it's like if a gay if a straight actor is playing a gay role they're like they're, they treat them as like oh you're so brave oh like, yes that yes how, how did you how did you you know you're you're a straight actor in real life how did you play this gay role and it's mm-hmm. like they don't ask that of anybody else. You're you're not a murder. You're not a psychopath. How did you play a psychopath? Did you you're really so have brave. to? De- did you really have to change like who you are? Like you're so brave. It's yeah. like, and it's like what especially any, come and Oscar it's like what, time. And yeah, it's like any and it's like and it's all that's always the question. Like look at any straight actor playing a gay role. That's always Jared, Jared that's Leto. always the question that they ask them. Wasn't that Jared how Leto? did you how did you tap down to play this role? He was the um, was the transsexual. Yeah, you're not, you're yeah. not, you're not trans, and re- but how did you, how did you play that? Like, oh my god, and it's mm-hmm. like exactly. But if, but if it's a gay person playing a straight person, then, then nobody says, oh my god, how did you play that? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. But yeah, I don't know what the word I'm trying to find. But yeah, that's it's not double standard. But I know, I know what the the phenomenon you're discussing is. I, I've yes, I'm aware of that. But yeah, so like like I said, on on the flip side of that, like it's it's there's an underrepresentation. They get more accolades for pretending to be gay than you would give even a gay person a chance to be in those roles. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, tacos coming up. <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm of two mindsets of it, but I'm more I'm more on the, on the side that yeah, underrepresented groups need to be represented. Yeah. So. That's it, because yeah, because there, there is a dearth of, uh, of of you know gay actors, not even just playing straight roles, but gay actors getting good gay roles that yeah. aren't exactly the fact that this is like the fr- like Disney had to make it a point to be like this is the first major gay role, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, first so clearly major, major gay character. Yeah, there's a discrepancy between how many straight roles there are versus like important straight roles there are versus important gay roles. So it's like in those cases, especially give those roles to the my, the, the people that it's supposed to represent. That's my take on it. And it's not going to ever be a hard and fast, this is the rule for all gay people versus the rule for all straight people or all race swapping versus all sexual swapping. You know what I mean? It's, this, it's not that. It's, it's, you have to more look at it in the broader context. But it's the problem yeah, and like society. You said, and like you people said, don't want to think that hard. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you said, because it does create... Uh, 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 like it goes back to history where straight white men have basically played all the roles going yeah. back from the beginning of film. They played Asian people. They played black people. Fucking they, dude man was Mah- was yeah, uh, Muhammad played, or whatever. They played. They played women. Yeah. So go back farther and farther. You see how many more roles straight men have played. You know what I'm saying? Straight white men specifically. Yeah, specifically that. <laughs> But that's that, I mean, that goes to show you, like, you know, there, there is... White, that's a form of white privilege. There you go. That's not written in any laws. Yeah, it's not necessarily about the laws or what, what you know, yeah. actually white people, white or white people can do yeah, legally. Socially more 
the norm or more accepted. And that's what's been accepted in our society up until this so point. Privilege that people have that other people don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It's about expectations. Oh crap! You got to get out of here, right? I do, but I, I was I'm, I was looking at the time. I'm good. You sure? Because I didn't read emails. You want to read emails, or you just want to get out of here? How long are emails? Um, let me see. Like three or four, maybe. Because I mean, I don't have to be at work until eleven, but I still got I got to shower, get dragged, and plus, you know, I have to get on the bus All unless right, you want, unless you want to take me to work. I do not. <laughs> I don't mean to New York, but I mean like the Penn State. Well, no, because then you got I still got to go home. Exactly. I was only like three emails. All right. All right, so before we, out of here, before we get out of here, I'm going to read some emails. Blah, 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 blah. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. All right, so our first email comes from John Rainey. John says, I'm probably spoiling Michael news, but let's be honest. Who cares? Oh, Well, news is oh, over, so oh. you're not spoiling anything, bitch. <laughs> That's fucked up. Uh, John says, "What do you guys think about Riri Williams' new Ironheart suit?" Oh, we just talked about that. Yeah, we just hated about it. That. <laughs> uh, I personally love it, but the standard cover doesn't do it justice. That's the co- that's what I saw was the cover. Do you have another yeah. picture? Uh, Bring it I, up real quick. I can look up another picture. Uh, the variant covers for the comic make this suit look way better. Yeah, because that cover suit looked like trash. I mean, it didn't. It barely looked like an Iron Man suit. Her face was all exposed. It looked pretty whack. She almost looked like a Tron character. Not a fan. So if there's another picture that makes you look better, then by all means, pull that up. Um, okay, this is a different podcast reaching out to me. Let me see. Okay. Oh, there is a face on it. Yeah, there's a face on this one, but not yeah, the, on the other one. But the cover, that's what I think what he's talking about. But that, yeah, that, the- that looks better. And I even like the... They're really going deep into that heart thing. It looks like a, looks like a EKG. You know what I'm saying? With yeah. Like the light line through the heart. Okay, that looks a little bit better. Doesn't look like Iron Man anymore. Well, that's what she's Iron Heart. Yeah. <laughs> I liked her when she was. Which Iron is why Man. she has a heart. Whatever that means. <laughs> Does she have a heart condition? Not that I know of. Then what's the point? <laughs> Tied in somehow to her character. Our next email comes from Paul Demay. Uh, hey guys, my iTunes is broken, so I send an email instead. Oh, he gives five stars in the email. Here's I just another. wanted to say... There's another one. See, it looks like trash with the mask off, but I kind of like it. All right, I like it a little bit more there. All right. I don't like that little plastic thing that they had on the very, on the, on their first cover, like where it's like the mask opens, and then there's like plastic part, and then there's a gap. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I thought that was the mask. That's why I was kind of like, ugh. Interesting color scheme, too, with the black, gold, and pink. Yeah, uh, but Paul says I just want to say that I'm a big fan of the podcast since more than a year now, and that I totally agree with almost all of your opinions. What a rare specimen you are, Paul. <laughs> I oh, love see, my. I like, I like this. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah, this looks good. All right, so maybe I do like the suit in some. It depends on who's drawing it. Yeah. Um, I love my hero too, but I read the manga instead of the anime. <gasps> I also wanted to start to read comics, but there's so many of them that I can't decide which where to uh, uh with what to start with. Any recommendations? P.S. Sorry if it's poorly written. English isn't my native language. Love from Belgium. Oh man, we are uh, across Belgium. the ocean. Uh, I'd recommend Ultimate Spider-Man that entire run, going from um, Peter Parker to Miles Morales to when it eventually combined with the Six One Six. That's what got me back into comics. So that's a good jumping off point, I think. What about you? Um, I think any number one, except for Spider Man. Yeah, I'm like any number one. Some number ones for, are confusing. Except for Spider Man. Okay. Would it, 
is probably good. Uh, oh, or, or start, like, and it also depends on what you want to read. I don't know if you're a Marvel guy, DC guy, if you want to read both, but also uh, Rebirth is a good jumping on point for, for anything DC. But where in Rebirth? Like the, for the beginning of Rebirth. Oh, like the actual Rebirth issue? Yeah. That's not that far. That's not that long. Yeah, but it's if he hasn't read ago. any comics, I think that's I'm saying that's, that's a good jumping. I don't think so. I would read because it's the start of a you know yeah of the like the combining universes kind uh, yeah. of shit. I would read if you're a DC fan. I, I give my Marvel choice, but if you're a DC fan, I say read the beginning of the New Fifty Two Batman arc till now. So then you get um, Core Vowels, you get Death of the Family, you get Year Zero, you get um, what was the other arc? I don't remember, but that all those runs were good. Yeah, they had a streak of really good. All it was it Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder. Yeah, the Scott Snyder arc of Batman is pretty terrific. So I I go there. Agreed. Um, I think this might be our last email. I, I swear I'm missing emails. I'm sorry guys if I'm missing your emails. I'm like you know I'm, I'm backlogged right now with a bunch of stuff. Uh, JC Bledzo. Um, she says my hero Academia character. I wrote about this in my last email, but you weren't able to get to it because it was so long. Sorry again. Well, so I'm just claiming Uraraka. Oh, there you go. We just talked yeah. about how we didn't have any female characters. Uraraka is my My Hero character. Uraraka. All right, JC. Keep up the good work and stay nerdy, my blurdy. JC, a.k.a. Riri Ironheart. There you go. There you go. All right, Jacob. Fill in her spot. And I think that's all. Let me just double check. I'm going to jump back. Oh, that's what we need to do. Oh, man. I totally forgot. We gotta have Brett on. Boast of the alert, the winner of the uh Oh yeah. I totally forgot. Sorry, man, I've been in a whirlwind of stuff with the Cali trip. I'm gonna reach out to you today. So then we maybe we can schedule it for next week. We'll have you on as a guest. I got you, Bosa. Don't worry about it. What, did he say something? No, I just I'm running through my emails and I just forgot about his. Um and last <laughs> And you can't kill me, Bradley. I saw your email. Bradley says, Michael, you know what to do. Hey, Michael, you have permission to kill Jordan if he skips me. <laughs> Life's nerdy. <laughs> I didn't. I saw your email. So there. Well, all right. Uh, but that's it. Yep, that's all the emails for the week. All right, and that's our episode of Blur Vision for the week. Two weeks back, we're a little rusty. Sorry, guys, but I think we did a pretty good job, all things considered. Under three hours, too, so. Under three hours, and this is why I'm going to have a movie to review this next week we do ken oh that's right yes we got invited out man i'm so out of it yes you are <laughs> i got for all those that are listening uh hopefully you're out there gonna be attending the screening on tuesday i got a special invite to invite some of you guys out to a early screening of ken as the movie me and michael talked about with the black kid with the gun uh-huh. <laughs> the alien gun the alien gun not a handgun yeah not a handgun <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be some kind of social commentary in that. Yeah, there has to be. There has to be. Like, that image is too powerful for them not to at least touch on it. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. But that's been Blue Version for the week. And with that, wrap it up, Michael. Go, go, Power Rangers. Unworthy. Just a quick note about that, though. I finished the outline for episode two. I'm very happy with it. Uh, I made my Pink Ranger cry with the outline. So my goal, if the, you thought the first ending was sad... Oh, we're about to get Thanos up in this bitch with the second episode. <laughs> so, fingers crossed, people like it like they did the first episode. So, you're going to send it to me? Yeah, I'll send you the script when I'm done with it. I just have to, I'm done with the outline. I just have to you know, write it all out. So, 
You'll be my first. I'll send it to you first, Michael, so you can review it. How about that? How about that? How about that? <laughs> Catch me outside. How about that? Uh, we are worthy. But yeah, that's been an episode for the week. It's been Jordan, your host with. It's Michael. And we will see you <laughs> next week. Goodbye. Peace. Merry Christmas. What? <laughs> <laughs> You want to do the intro? Yes. Okay. Because I have some. I, I, you you don't say anything until I was I was thinking about this when I was in the shower all week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm worried. All right, go for it. So you don't say nothing. I'm not gonna say nothing until I bring you in. Until you bring me in. All right. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. <laughs>